We are in a pine forest. There's a stream flowing. It's late spring, so the water is higher than it normally is, but not overflowing quite yet, or had and has receded. And we see a, a little raccoon scurrying down to the water. He's got a, a root or a nut or something that he's going to go wash in the water. And he takes care of that. He's nibbling. And we see a pair of feet step behind this little critter. And it kind of just like turns around, but isn't really frightened the way it might be of a person. Because as we pan up, we see Wrath. And Wrath is standing there in her typical tight-fitted black, black suit with her half mask on. And it's in the grin side of it. She reaches her hand out and berries appear in it. And the little raccoon comes over and starts chewing on the berries, nibbling them. And she grins with a sinister slant to it. And she says, yes, I think you'll do just fine. And she reaches behind its ear to kind of scritch it. And it doesn't seem bothered by this at first, but then it starts to shudder. And its eyes, its pupils, have this light that starts to grow in them. And they go completely black except for this emberish light. She stands up and some smoke sort of wafts up past her face as she just smiles. Behind her, two dark shapes in the forest also are coming forward and they have this smoke sort of trailing off their form. And you just hear struggling and like... (laughs) And she says, go have fun for me. The world is full of wonders. Magic is hidden in small moments. And monsters could be hiding just out of sight. But if you're looking to find them, adventure is waiting to happen. You never know who you'll meet along the way. We are the Storyteller Squad. Welcome back to the Storyteller Squad. I'm your keeper, Natalie. I also play Aiden Brightwood and a whole bunch of other characters in our game of Monster of the Week. I'm here joined by my lovely players. Let's start with Bethany Miller. Hi, I'm Bethany. Oh, I'm a mundane. More importantly, my favorite flavor of ice cream is strawberry. Felicity Starnbrook. Hello, I'm Maddie. I play Felicity Starnbrook. I am the sophie of the group. She has a necklace. That she wears every day that was a Christmas present from her mom. Raven Eugenia. Hello, I'm Brittany. I play Raven. She is the flake of the group, and she's very lightly afraid of aquariums. Only uh, a little bit. Damien Edgecrest. The role of director Damien Edgecrest will be played by myself, Anders. Damien is an envy demon. He is green and goopy and pretty goofy. We're also joined by Agent Lonnie Whitaker. Hey everyone, my name is Emery. I play Agent Lonnie Whitaker, agent, old man, and number one fan of Cardi B's hit new single, WAP. We're also joined by our friend Ade, who plays Hugo Rashad, who is our initiate, and he will be joining us in a little bit on the call. And his fun fact is that he's 
the number two fan of Cardi B. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Canon now. Edit insert a, a day slash Hugo signature deep sigh. Last time, you guys all had a bit of a break. Our hunters got to rest and regroup after their first big adventure into the world of the supernatural, where they dealt with a kitsune that had attacked a few people in the town Autumn Falls. Now that that problem has been dealt with, had to figure out what they were going to do next. There was a lot of secrets and facts about the world that they hadn't known before or hadn't known the depth of or were in a position to not share it and now find themselves in one of those uh, situations. So we had Damien taken to the Eastie Agency, where Agent Whitaker works. We had Bethany, Felicity, and Raven visit and talk to Aiden, who is their divine friend. And Hugo had them all over to sort of talk about keeping things a secret. The word about the supernatural world can't get out or it will be a problem. In general, but very specifically for Hugo, because his sect had asked him to tie up loose ends in a very vague and slightly threatening sort of way. Does anyone have a start of mystery move that they would like to do right off the bat? Felicity does. What you got? Premonitions. Start of each mystery, roll weird on a 10 plus. You got a detailed vision. Seven or nine, you get a clouded vision. And then below that, I guess I get no vision. So, nine. So I get clouded images of something bad that is yet to happen. Mark experience if I stop it. We'll get to that. Why don't we pick up with Damien and Lonnie? You guys left the EC agency headquarters in Portland and are headed back to Autumn Falls. What's your next move, Lonnie? So Lonnie's in the mind of, well, he does not realize that Hugo has everyone sworn to secrecy and he's got to go tie up all the loose ends back at Autumn Falls, make sure everyone who heard about everything is staying silent or at least see where they are, see what's happening there. He needs to recruit Raven Eugenia officially into the Eastie organization. That is his current goal. Okay. Damien, I can already tell based on what you're doing in the video. (laughs) This is going to be good. (laughs) Uh, The next time Lonnie sort of glances over to make a right turn, he notices that Damien has put a sleep mask on so that he can't Mm -hmm. see anything. Agent Lonnie, once we get our location, uh, you and I are going to need to have a one-on-one chat. It is important to the growth of my own agency as well as your position in your agency. Damien, we've got like about four hours of driving in front of us. We could have a conversation at any point during those four hours. Under normal circumstances, you'd be absolutely right. Unfortunately, I don't trust this van. Is that all? For now. All right. I get the ox cord. (laughs) What are your mission objectives? And how can the Edgecrest Agency be of service? I do have to remind you, you are still working for the Eastie Agency. Like, 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 I cannot stress this enough. You are working for us. Of course, that was part of my goal all along. 
regardless of what your intentions are, you are working for us. So our goals are the same right now. That's why I'm asking. It's very yeah. important for me to know what you're going to do so that I can do the same things. Of course. Of, of course. Uh, well, Agent Edgecrest, we are returning to Autumn Falls. We are <laughs> going to make sure that all of the witnesses from Autumn Falls who saw the Kitsune attack are not speaking about it and have been properly talked to on the whole thing. And we're also recruiting Miss Eugenia into the East D agency. That's perfect. I want to do all of those things. That's good. That's I'll do good. whatever I can to assist. This is your first big mission. How do you feel? I'm excited. When you called me Agent Edgecrest, that meant a lot. Well, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. You can tell how excited he is by the way he's lying there, nearly motionless, with the eye mask on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You have landed yourself quite the inscrutable carpool companion. I know. Uh, well, at least... At least he's not trying to manipulate me into, I don't know, pulling the steering wheel. Mm -hmm. Hey, gotta take the positives where they come. I will say that as you, like, as you're fiddling with the radio, you turn on your, like, car stereo, and it's on, like, a local news channel. And what you catch is the tail end of a report saying, the local firefighter teams are working to contain a, a small brush fire that broke out. Scientists are meteor working with local meteorologists to determine cause and the park rangers don't suspect any foul play we'll keep you abreast of the situation in case any homes are put in danger by the spread of the fire now when you say a local report is it closer to autumn falls or is it closer to the east agency that we're leaving or are the two just kind of equidistant from this for kind of equidistant i mean it's in, right. one of the, in one of the national parks basically gotcha, gotcha. uh so it, it's not really like right next to autumn falls but you do hear that Maybe. as you then switch over to your ipod he has, he has a little iPod shuffle. Nice. Uh, so are we going to help out with that fire? I really want to light another fire now. <laughs> but we would use it as one of those fires you light to stop a, a rushing forest fire. Uh, that is actually the, uh, the job of firefighters, Damien. Uh, please uh, do not describe them to me. Do you want me to describe firefighters? No, please don't. Oh, I see. I, I see, need I see. to stay focused on being an agent, and that'll be too distracting. That's right. Our, our job has to do with containing threats we don't understand, not threats we do understand. Excellent. Those sound much more interesting. They, they certainly are, usually. So we leave you guys as you pull on to the interstate and head north towards Autumn Falls. Do we want to pick up in Hugo's apartment? Or do we want to say that that conversation wrapped and we're now a couple days later? Yeah, let's all start uh, off at the apartment. We had just had the very awkward interaction between Raven and, and Bethany in the hallway. And they had come That's back. That's right. Yeah, they had come back yeah. as Aiden was sort of showing Felicity this old scroll that Hugo had laid out that depicted a very rudimentary and simplified version of how the, the magical world is metaphysically structured. But Hugo, you had finished your ritual implying that you really needed everyone to just be quiet about what was going on. Was there anything else you wanted to do to wrap that up or more to add? Thankfully, he didn't even have to do anything. Mm -hmm. It all went a lot better than expected. <laughs> Bethany grabs her keys. She's like, I really should be going. 
I have to go pick some stuff up from, I'm going to pick a store really fast. I know we came up with these together, but I forgot them all. <laughs> um, yeah, I got to pick up uh, just a screen replacement for my sister's phone, and she holds up like a really cracked iPhone. I'm going to be heading to the mall. Uh, she looks kind of around at you, Hugo, and Ada. Would you like me to pick anything up for your really boring houses while I'm there? Aiden looks at Hugo first, then back at Bethany, fiddles with the end of her scarf a little bit. Well, if you're gonna do that, shouldn't we come with you? Yeah, that's probably a good call, considering I don't know if you're more of like a cranberry-scented candle kind of gal, or more of like a hibiscus scent. I didn't really want to make that assumption for you, because that can completely change the way your house feels when you walk in. Candles? Okay. Yeah, I guess I don't have any of that. Uh, I... I'm kind of tired of sitting around the apartment pretending to be hurt. Just say there was a divine intervention or something. Uh, I can tag along in case anyone, you know, stops to ask you how you're doing. Everyone thinks I've been coming to take care of you at home and check in on you. So it makes sense if we were there together. All right. I'm going to get a jacket or something. I'll be right back. And so she'll walk out, go over to next door to get changed for actually being in public. You go. Do you want to come along? You know, you also have to pick some stuff out and... I can't really decode whether you're more of like a sea breeze kind of man or more of like a clean sheets kind of guy. It's kind of difficult to pick you apart that well. Personally, I'm more of a campfire kind of guy, but I don't know much about shopping, so I could use the help. Amazing. It'll be fun. Oh, Felicity, do you happen to have any more rocks? I can get some. Definitely. Okay. And um, Bethany, you're you're my ride, so I guess I'm going too. And also, you've been really nice to everyone, and I think that it would be really nice for you to come on this trip with us, Felicity. Sweet. Hopefully, they have some really cool rocks. And we can grab some more for you, Hugo. Just you know, maybe maybe keep Ghosty and Tom like on on the down low while we're there. Just oh, they tuck into my jacket when we're okay. Out. Cool. I I figured. Just, just wanted to mention it. Wanna, wanna keep this kind of stuff under wraps. Mm-hmm. Been doing it my whole life. I would assume that we cut to <laughs> just all driving in the mall. <laughs> Aiden can probably ride in my car since I drove there too, and then Hugo can either ride with either of us or take his bike if he's more comfortable with that. He's taking his bike. Yeah, and whatever he buys, we can put in the cars. Hugo, he can please. Take his bike. Please put your bike on the back. We're going in busier streets, and I don't want you getting completely spaghetti by any sort of car. You do have a point. Please. I know. Put it on the top of the car. I tie it down to make sure it's not going to, like, wiggle out. I would feel really bad if I ended up mangling Hugo's bike. <laughs> just picture you not tying it down and then stopping real hard at a red light, and the bike just crashes down onto you and feels it in front of the car. <laughs> Oops, sorry, Hugo. Fortunately, driving is a thing any normal person can do, so there's no mechanic for it. They didn't plan for the gays, did they? They didn't plan for mall shopping trips, but we're all living vicariously through this game right now because we all really want to go to the mall and get drinks and hang out. (laughs) I do like that. There's a world like everyone's constantly in danger, and we're like, mall trip! (laughs) Mm -hmm. So you guys uh, are all pile into the cars. When Aiden joins you, Raven, she's got her jeans that are patched to heck. There's just patches all over them, all different colors. They're kind of color adjacent so that they mostly all cohesion. And then besides that, she's got like her gray hoodie or something on. But she was like, uh, yeah, I forget I wear the lucky pair, you know, 
<laughs> Maybe I'll find something good there. So she hops in your car. She says to you on the way, and I just want to do a quick little scene. Are you and Bethany, are you like, are you guys okay? Yeah, I think we're okay. I don't know if, if you remember me talking a long time ago about that best friend I had, and we had a huge falling out, and like hated each other, and oh. stuff. That's her. Okay. So, but I think, I think we're okay right now. We, we talked about it a little bit. At the, at the very least, we are maybe not even acquaintances, we're, we're civil. And it's, it's good. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, silver lining, right? Kind of have this bridge that's rebuilt a little bit. Yeah, you could say that. Very, very slowly and very cautiously. But yeah, it's, it's more like there was a bridge and then it was burned down. And now we're like clearing the wreckage away. I don't know if we're quite on rebuilding yet, but Just... it's no longer on fire. So that's awesome. cool. Raven says all of this while like staring straight ahead. She's not turning to look. Yeah, at yeah, yeah, yeah. She's no. kind of squeezing the, the studio a little bit. <laughs> Got a little sweaty palms. You see out of the corner of your eye, Aiden is kind of like smirking a little bit. She deals with people, and so like she has mm-hmm. seen this sort of response before. And so you guys, do you want? Do we want to have a scene with the other three in the car? I would love to just cut to a scene of Bethany ranting about the entire situation. Okay. <laughs> Really, really hard and I feel like every attempt I make it's just always like dredging up the past again and I'm doing my very best and I get so much shit from all my sisters about it they're like Bethany you're too dramatic and I almost hit a person I swerved the car <laughs> too much <laughs> Bethany and I'm doing my best my mom says maybe tone it down give it time but I've given it time I've given it like how many years right Hugo you're on my side right Hugo yeah right yep I think Hugo is in the front seat doing the ghost break with his leg. <laughs> Hugo is in the front ripping seat. Ripping the side. Tripping, yep, ripping the side. Yeah. In the back of his head, he's thinking, should have just taken the bike. Should have just taken the bike. <laughs> yep. Felicity, I assume you're just sort of pleasantly sitting in the back seat as yeah. Ghosty well, and Tom are bounced around on the seats. <laughs> yeah, I was doing the same thing I've been doing before, where I'm, I'm in the middle seat, mm. and I'm kind of up leading on yep. the front, too. <laughs> Like, peeking through, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, no, yeah, yep. And Occasionally gets thrown around as she swerves. <laughs> but it's just, like, I totally agree. whipped back as they take another extreme <laughs> turn. You guys all eventually drive up to the Summer's Crest Mall. Can, can I just inter- interject with a very brief scene, since we've got two driving scenes? Can I put it oh, in yeah, one? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's Lonnie add the third. Damien driving scene. Lonnie is, like, Something has clearly occurred to him. He's like gripping the, the steering wheel a little tighter than usual. And he's like looking at Damien and looking back at the road and looking back at Damien. And there's clearly something really pressing on his mind. And uh, he eventually says, You are a shape shifting demon. How the hell are we going to find your suit color? I mean, I'll match whatever suit color there is. Can you promise me that? Because if if you come in with, you come in there with a with a pastel pink suit, and you have, you know, your like sort of a pasty skin tone, it's gonna it, it's it's gonna tear everything apart. We'll just scroll through the internet until you find someone that would look good in that suit. It's not that hard. All right, I'm gonna hold you to that. Yeah. I'm gonna hold you to that. I mean, you know where you could get Damien a suit. 
do we want to start off brand new agents with 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 the special suits you'd have done that back at the agency right i'm thinking we get a trial suit for the up and coming agent you have to figure out his cut and his style of suit and then once that's all settled in like a normal tailor shop then you bring that back to the agency and you have their person sort of look it over at this point you've made it you're you're pretty close to autumn falls are you just going to take care of this business before you reach out to anybody I think as soon as he gets a chance, Lonnie is going to, he's going to text Bethany saying, hey, when's the next time I can um, talk to you and everyone who was involved with the situation and just send that. I'll say that you get that text as you're like getting out of your car. Before I get out of my car, I do that thing where I stop the car and I go, it's fine. It's fine. Deep breaths. And I look at Hugo and Felicity. I'm like, I'm over it. It's, I'm over her. It's not a big deal. We're fine. We're good. I got a super important text message to answer anyway. And I see it's Lonnie. And I text, we at the mall. And I take like a quick selfie with everyone. So you see a pristine Bethany, a smiling and peppy looking Felicity, and Hugo, who looks like he's been through something even more harrowing than the Kitsune <laughs> attack. <laughs> it's a little pale. Yeah. <laughs> a little green around the gills. Uh, Fear in his eyes. <laughs> I feel like Felicity so. is posing with Ghosty, but like Ghosty's not there. So she's yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. <laughs> I love it. So, our quote unquote teens, even though no one is a teen, <laughs> arrive at the mall. You guys park. The Summer's Crest Mall is in Autumn Falls, but it's like right on the edge between Autumn Falls and Vernal Springs. And in recent years, there have been a lot of fancier places that have sort of moved into the mall and so it's a point of contention where like people are worried Vernal Springs is gonna steal our mall they're making it too fancy Vernal Springs what a classic move they're out there gentrifying so when you guys go in where do you want to go first everyone refer to your cool maps I literally have mine pulled up right now (laughs) we sent you a map and again there are other stores but we didn't want to like overpopulate the mall so it's already so much in each store (laughs) So I'm wondering, what is Miscellany? So Miscellany is a bookstore and coffee shop, and it has like a thrift store section as well. Kind of a multi-purpose little little spot. It's definitely a business that's been part of them, like the center for a lot longer than some of the newer places. I, I think listen. Raven wants to go get a pretzel. <laughs> like she's at the mall, she's kind of hungry, mm-hmm. and if no one has immediately decided where we're going, she just like. I'm going to go get a pretzel, and it's over next to the tea place. If anyone wants to join me, that's where I'm going first. We can go shopping after. I'm starving. Aiden is fine to go wherever you want to go. She's not hungry, but she's like, I'll try a pretzel. You have to try the tea, though. The pretzels pretzels are good. They're they're a snack. But if you don't need food, it's fine. But you have to try the tea. Yeah, I like trying things. I just need you guys to know it. I looked at this map for a solid like 30 seconds and kept thinking it said basket and casket the container store every kind of container <laughs> that be another store that exists sure uh, a little it's further off, off it's an offshoot in a separate building it's a funeral home but it's trendy <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a plumbing slash mortuary called Gasket and Casket. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, if you guys want to get snacks, quote unquote, first, you'll want to head to the Citrine Kumquat, which is a sort of froyo place next to Bubble Trouble, 
which serves tea and other like salty treats and things. The mall is set up in one of those weird K shapes. So there are different offshoots. It's not just like a long rectangle. And so basically the map you guys have is just like one of the offshoots. Nobody ever does the whole mall in a day. There's just too much of it. So you kind of just yeah. pick your wing and then go go to there. I think Felicity is going to go to the Citrine <coughs> Hubquat. She's feeling okay. some fro-yo. Bethany's kind of one of those people where like, she likes the atmosphere of the mall, but when she goes, she's like on a mission. Get the stuff and get out. Like it's too crazy in here. Trying okay. to soak it up. And she's like, yeah, we can all get fro-yo, but she's like, I need to leave. So who's getting tea? Who's getting fro-yo? Raven's definitely getting tea. Felicity's getting right. fro-yo. We'll do, we'll do tea and then we'll get to the ice cream. So when, Raven, you go over to Bubble Trouble, our lovely bubble tea hut. Sorry, I have such a connection to all the stupid characters in me. All the, all the names of characters like, that Claire so and I picked up. We spent, how long was it, like an hour or two developing a mall for a role-playing game? It was... For like one, one baby two episodes. I'm so, I'm so in love with it, though. It was so much fun. So, you wait in line. There's a young woman there. She's of Japanese descent. and Her hair is sort of done up in like a side pony. And there are like bits of pink and purple that are like dyed amongst the rest of it that's black. She's got a little pink, or, or I guess it would be, let's see, citrine. So probably like yellow or orange, one of those like visor hats that's just open on top. Her name is Sydney. She is your age, Raven. Okay. You guys may have gone to high school together. So you like kind of know her. And especially if you go get tea a lot. And she says, welcome to Bubble Trouble. What can I get you? Oh, hi, Raven. How's it going? Going good. How are you? What can I get you? Uh, well, I will get my usual. I'm trying to figure out what Raven would usually get. She strikes me as a tarot kind of girl. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's pretty accurate. Yeah, so she'll get a, like one of the frozen ones, the tarot like smoothie with the, with the, with the yeah, the slush. And then she's gonna she's gonna like gesture to Aiden and be like, My friend has never had bubble tea before. What would you suggest as like the perfect first time tea? Yeah, and Aiden kind of shyly is just like, Hey. Uh, <laughs> and Sydney says, Oh, you never had it? Well, let's see. We have triple trouble. It's, it's three fruit teas blended. That's pretty good. That's like our signature. We have just the double trouble, but like nobody gets that anymore because triple trouble is way better. Uh, <laughs> she gives like a whole spiel basically just suggests like oh are you more of like a fruity person or like do you want something caffeinated she like you know it's doing the whole like sales pitch mm-hmm. and Aiden just kind of looks a little lost at you uh the fruit one yeah the fruit one yeah get it get her a, a triple trouble all right and Raven uh, will like hand over the card and be like there it's together I'm paying don't worry about it and Sydney gives you like a little wink she's like coming right up and so she'll go back and give her order slip to the guys working back there. Felicity, were you getting tea too? No, I'm getting froyo. Okay, we'll pick up orders and, and you guys can all sit and chat or something afterwards. But Maybe you go we over. Could, uh, we could walk around once we get our stuff. Bethany's looking real antsy that we're taking a long time getting snacks. I feel like we can, we can get our food and then start walking around. Yeah, and Aiden is like, yeah, I guess she like really wants to fix her sister's phone. I mean, that's nice. Now that... You've told Aiden, like, the thing that's going on between you two. You notice that she's been, like, slipping in little things to try and, like, ease your mood about it. Like, oh, see, she, like, held the door for you. Like, (laughs) like, like, I know, it's fine. We're fine. This is normal. Be normal. Platonic women to, like, try to get friends back to being friends. Yeah, and Aiden is just like, okay, okay, okay. I believe Raven's not bothered by it. (laughs) 
She's just like, I know, she's being nice. It's cool. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, Bethany's a go-getter and knows it's going to drive her crazy if we sit yep. and take our time. They used to go to the mall together all the time when they were younger. She knows what she's like mm, at the mall. That's true, Bethany yeah. has like a, she does like a shopping list that's really detailed. It's like, my mom wants me to pick up new sheets for like new linens. They got to be this thread count, this thing. We don't dawdle in the mall. We already has an order by store. So I, have, I feel like, track. yeah, I feel like there's like a flashback that Raven has. You just have this like vision of like yourself, age eight, and you're like at the mall, like with your folks, but Bethany has like a little Hello Kitty pad that she's writing down lists of things on. <laughs> you're just sitting there with- Ragging me know. around the mall. Yeah, like you have a little like ice cream or whatever, and you're just like <laughs> looking at her like, wow. So Felicity, you head over to Citrine Kumquat, the Froyo place. Is it like a serve yourself Froyo place or? It's like a pink berry where okay. like they ask you for your order and then they give it to you or whatever. Okay. And they follow you through the topping. Mm. Put every topping on because that's more important than the Froyo. Yeah. yeah. There's a, uh, an African-American uh, gentleman. He's definitely younger than you. He looks like he's maybe just finished with high school or like still in high school. He's got very tight shave, but then like the top is sort of like starting to be dreads or it's like uh, twisted up a little bit. And so he says, uh, what can I get you, miss? What flavors do you have today? Oh, like new stuff? Yeah, uh, or like all of them. Uh, he kind of like points behind him. He's like, so like our menu is right there, but we have this new thing. And he's like, points to another sign that's sort of off to the side. We're trying caramel out. No, okay. So here is what I would like. Can you do a little bit of caramel, maybe a little bit of coconut, um, and can you do a little bit of vanilla? Yeah, sure. So you're going to want it like a large? Yeah. It's not the worst combo, but it's like borderline <laughs> heinous. It's baffling. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, it could work. Oh boy. Yeah. And she doesn't uh, ask for one of those little dividers. Oh yeah. No, no, no this is all, all in one bowl. Swirls it all in one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Toppings? Um, all of them. Thanks. I was afraid to ask. So he like tries to fit as much as he can on there and it comes out looking like a uh, you know, absolute mess. Here you go. That'll be uh, $15. <laughs> but listen, and you, you see like a, a lady like, uh, you know, who's like working the machines in the back, like she's cleaning one of them and she like gives him a look. And he, like, looks back at her and shrugs, and she's just, like, <laughs> like gives him a big thumbs up, like, yeah, good job, keep at it. <laughs> so Felicity doesn't have a job, so <laughs> Ghosty has this little hobby uh-huh. where he likes to collect change that he's found on the ground, oh, um, okay. and he gives it to Felicity to, like, mm-hmm. hold on to. So she has this little pouch that's just filled with quarters. Loose change. <laughs> Oh, God, no. So Felicity is going to pull out her massive change pouch Mm -hmm. out of her purse and start counting out $15. Uh (laughs) Can you imagine a lot of it's, like, dimes or something? Because, like, the shiny ones, it's not even like it's all in quarters. Dimes are also the smallest, so they're, they're like, Mm -hmm. the easiest to carry if you're a tiny spirit. (laughs) Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Makes sense. All right, yeah, so he just kind of looks at you puzzled and, like, he actually laughs a little bit, but then he like quickly like stifles it. Like, he doesn't want to be rude. And he's just like, I haven't seen you in the mall lately. What's your name? Oh, Felicity. What's your name? 
I'm Jesse. You know what? Let me count that out for you. You should, like, I'll take care of that. So, Bethany, you're sort of just waiting for Felicity to get her sweet treat. And you notice that approaching the shop is your sister. There she is. Sophia Miller is headed over. And she seems to be what caught Jesse's eye, which is why he was like, I'll take care of this. You, you go ahead. Because as soon as she comes up to the counter, she doesn't even acknowledge that you're there, Bethany, because like, oof, how embarrassing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And so she like puts her hands on the counter. She says, hey, Jesse. And he says, uh, what's going on, Sophia? You here for the usual thing? And she's like, yeah, um... Can I get two, though? Because my manager really wants one. But he only gave me this five. And you see Jesse look back, and that lady that was cleaning the machine has gone into the back room. And so he goes and fills two things of Froyo. Like, no toppings, but just, like, fills them, brings them over, takes the five, and is like, all right, go, go, go. Go, go, go. It's fine. And she's like, you're the best. <laughs> is this and, black market Froyo? What's the deal? You know, you're not sure. You're not there, Agent Whitaker. <laughs> <laughs> You can dive into this drama when you get there. At that point, Sophia turns around, and this time she actually sees you, Bethany, and just kind of like gives you a look like, what are you doing here? I'm going to describe Sophia Miller for a moment, because I did previously describe them as looking very similar. They all have similar facial features. However, Sophia's style is radically different than Bethany's. Sophia wears her hair in two space buns, uh, and she has these graphic earrings. Either they're like candy, or they like have little zodiac signs in the second piercing. And the first one has like little cartoon characters on it. And she has heavy eyeliner, and like from her little space buns, there's little dangling tokens and stuff. Mm-hmm. She's is she in like overalls, like denim overalls with like a cute tee underneath or something? Yeah, she's in yeah. overalls. She has a tee that has like whatever's the hot anime right now, kind of like on, and she like has her little name tag because she clearly works at one of the stores. She like she and Bethany like they're appearance wise the very similar people, but. There, and that ends. Uh, the second style begins. But yeah, Bethany can't believe she's like, hey, Sophia, how's, uh, how's the shift going? I see you're on break. Yeah, just for uh, like 15 minutes. So, you know, gotta go. <laughs> All right. Um, well, tell your manager to enjoy the ice cream. And I give her a look like, you're not bringing that to your manager. Yeah, and you see that she, like, doesn't head back to beach-style source, which is where she works. She instead heads over to The Edge and just kind of, like, slips in there really quickly for our players. The Edge is... It's Hot Topic. It's, uh... (laughs) It sells t-shirts and music and piercings and, you know, keychains and little knickknacks and and whatnot. So that's where Sophia winds up going for now, at at least. modern Hot Topic, or is it, like... 2000 early 2000s hot topic it's modern it's approaching, hot yeah it's approaching modern hot topic it is yeah. better, unfortunately and fortunately for some people depending on your take depending on your taste it is either very good or very bad <laughs> hugo when you're ordering your tea sydney is still you know the cashier and she says oh hi hugo hugo you and sydney do karate together and she's not in the class you guys are in she's in like the beginner adults class because she did karate when she was a lot younger, quit, and then, like, came back to it later in life. So she says, uh, oh, I didn't know you guys hung out outside of class. It's a, a, a learning experience. <laughs> that is a wild response. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh okay. 
sorry. <laughs> I really hope Raven heard that. I wanted her to be yeah. just within earshot, and she's like taking a sip, and she just turns like, "Wow, yeah, okay." Hugo <laughs> response, though. My God, what a response. Um, yeah, I think Cindy just laughs like she's just like, ah, "Wow, you're funny, Hugo." What can I get you? Uh, do you guys still have that? Um, and it looks at the menu. The jackfruit. Yeah, I think we're phasing it out, but we still have some of it today. Yeah. So she'll put that order in for you. And I hear Raven's going to start teaching the kids class. So that's pretty cool. Finally, she's teaching it. I'm trying to get Vienna to join up. Yeah. Uh, Vienna is her younger sister. She's hesitating, I assume, or? Yeah, she's like, she's kind of doing the same thing I did. We're like, she doesn't want to do it, but. I'm pretty sure that with Raven teaching it, it's going to be different. Mm. In the good way, but different. Well, I'll, I'll let her know. I mean, she thinks Raven is cool, I think. I don't know. Well, we'll have to see. Raven is just within earshot, like, completely blushing and facing away from them, being like, oh, they think I'm cool. She's freaking out. People uh, like she... her. <laughs> completely unknown concept. Well, I mean, she, she has, like, an idea that, like, the kids in the karate look up to her. But, like, now this is, like, someone your age saying, like, oh, yeah, they think she's cool. And, like, agreeing with that sentiment. So, <laughs> yeah, it's very new and different. So you all have your refreshment. Let's get, like, a quick scene as you guys all reconvene in this little, like, you know, it's one of those center areas where they have the fake plants and the mulch. This is, like, a bit of green in the, in the central area. Uh, yeah, I look at Aiden's order. I said, uh, first time had a bubble tea? And you see her mouth is, like, filled with, like, the boba. <laughs> oh. It's, um, it's a chewier drink than I was expecting. Oh, this is so good. <laughs> I forgot to tell her. Yeah. Who cares about the mystery? Who cares about the mystery? I want this. This is more important. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Bethany laughs. Uh, I look over at Raven. I'm like, still doing tarot? It's the best. Okay. I'll argue with that one, but go back to like kind of looking around at everyone's orders and I look at Felicity's. Are the spirits also enjoying the froyo or is yeah, it I give just... them little bites. I try to okay. hide it though. I do it under the table so no one yells at me because mm-hmm. they told me to keep them in check. And I, <laughs> yep, yep. I feel like Raven noticed this but sees that she's trying really hard to keep it subtle and so she's not going to say anything but she sees it. She's like, yeah. Aw. She's like, a flake. You know like she's those everything. little, um, they're kind of like bobas but they have like the juice inside. Yep. Yeah, 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 that's Tom's favorite. So Aww. she keeps giving it to him, and every time he pops up, he jumps a little bit. He's like, Woo! <laughs> "Oh my god, yeah. this content is so fucking good!" Inject this directly <laughs> into my veins. I love how we're just it must be so social big. situations. Like, I I love it. <laughs> I look at I look at Hugo's order. What'd you what'd you get, bud? Yeah, what did Hugo end up with? He got the the jackfruit um, one, right? Oh, jackfruit, right? Is that like a thing you can actually get? I didn't know jackfruit was like fruity that you could. No, it's not. That's the fun okay. part. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you could make it into like a flavor that you could put in tea. Oh, yeah. Is that a real thing? Balls. Yes, you totally can. Oh my god! Really? Yeah. I've only ever seen people like eat it. Yeah, no, I've I've seen it as like flavors places. Wow. But tastes like it's, like, it's certainly god. an odd choice. It's very Hugo to order that. 
I feel like Hugo, wherever he goes, looks for the thing on the menu that's not going to be around for much longer and orders that because it's part of his like, got a got a document, got to like. <laughs> and document these bubble tea flavors for the yeah. experience. Oh my God, right. it is a thing. It's a stress relief tea. That's probably important Ooh. for Hugo. Yeah, definitely. Damien's going to love bubble tea. <laughs> oh my God. Do you say this? You have this like realization? Yep. <laughs> We all just like, agreement. Dancing around, um, you know, doing like the it's like when dogs have to pee, except it's like Bethany has to move. Mm-hmm. She's not sitting, she's just hovering around our table. Pacing. Like, <laughs> and create pleasantries and I was like, um, I I'm gonna be right back. <laughs> Can I go to a different store while they're eating on the green? Yeah. I go to Rose and Clay. Oh, interesting choice. Okay. That's how you will pop in so I can get the means to fixing this phone. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Bethany goes to Rosé and Clay, which is a wine and pottery painting little place. Where, like, you know, you can reserve a spot and like drink wine while you're taught how to paint or make pottery. And uh, it is run by uh, Elena Miller, her mom. I don't think a class is going on right now because it's like still the early part of the afternoon. Yeah. Bethany Miller's mom, I think everyone expects her to look exactly like her daughters or her daughters look exactly like her. But she has a little framed photo kind of on the wall with like a ceramic frame that she's made. Mm-hmm. And it's very clear from looking at them. They kind of look a little like her with their hair and some of their features. They kind of take after their dad, who's this really tall, like freckly redheaded guy who's like mm-hmm. laughing a picture with his arm around uh, the, the mom, Elena. Yep. And then all like their four or five daughters, like all together, like crowded looking. I say four or five because I don't know how many of them were had in this picture at this point, but they're all like crowded in the photo, sort of doing their own thing already. She is a very fancily dressed for a being out in the mall, one, a Cuban woman, and she has one of like the biggest smiles as she kind of like talks to people who come in and out. All of the pottery around it is not just like, oh, it's good for like wine and pottery places. It's like very nice. Like it is clearly like something she has worked hard sculpting and something she's very proud of. Yeah, I think she's an accomplished ceramicist. Oh, really? I think it's pothead. Is <laughs> <laughs> that is also an acceptable term. That's what people are saying in the cool spaces, yeah. But no, she she's like, that was probably her major like sculpture, and she's really good at it. But as a way to like turn that into a business, she started this like you know thing where she just lets suburban moms come in and play around with clay for an hour, and like they make a shitty bowl and send them home. <laughs> I think that during the day too, uh, Rose and Clay is more of like a, a place for kids. It's like classroom fun time where they have like pre-made things and the kids like come and eat them. Yeah. It's clear that like even though she seems really invested in the kids, it's clear she's trying to like bring an air of sophistication to the place. Because I feel like they could wine and party places can either be really sophisticated or really silly, and she's yeah. like keep the sophistication about it uh, that mm-hmm. she takes a lot of pride in. Yeah, um, I agree. I just go over to her and I say, "Hey, mom!" And I give her like a little hug. Uh, I make sure like no one's around because it's kind of embarrassing to be like, "Hey, mom, what's up?" <laughs> I'm here. I'm just. I was gonna grab the replacement. I know you're working late, so it would probably be after it closed. Can I just? I, I don't want to pay for it again. <laughs> Whose phone are you replacing? I'm definitely replacing um, Lydia's phone. I'm like Lydia's been screaming about it. She says her like four million fans aren't gonna like her anymore if she doesn't post in the next 24 hours, and I'm getting kind of worried about her uh, mental health at this point. She says, uh, "Yeah, of course." Uh- no, you shouldn't have to pay for her phone. She's got to learn to take care of her own stuff. Uh, here, she just like hands you her like credit card. She's like, just give it back to me when you get home. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, maybe call uh, your dad and ask him to, to pick up dinner. 
Uh, is that, that the only reason you came today? You know me at malls. I just, I wanted to get some stuff done. Uh, some of my friends are here. The, the ones I told you about from, you remember, Felicity, she was, she's cool. We did preschool together or something. Okay, yeah. You told me and, you had some, like, reconnects happening. That's, that's great. Yeah. It's um, hard to make friends once you graduate, you know, so I'm glad you found some local friends. Yeah, it's cool. Everybody likes me a lot. Probably the best. Totally, completely. I'm um, not surprised. Everyone's best friend in this group, and I can't wait to call Jamie and tell her about how good I am at making friends and how successful this has been. I gotta go. <laughs> And I, like, give her a hug and sprint out. Yeah, as she's, like, hugged, she, she does that mom thing where she's, like, all right, tell them hi from me. Uh, lipstick off my face as I run out. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you head over to screens and things? Absolutely. I, I waved everyone, though. Are Lonnie and Damien actually going to the mall? Are they on their way in? I think we'll pick up with them as you head towards the, the tech repair shop. So, Lonnie, you pull into the Summer's Crest Mall. You've been here once or twice, obviously with a purpose. Although, I don't know, does Lonnie... Just hang out in malls sometimes, or what's his deal? He thinks it's probably a little. It's it's probably for like a younger crowd, so mm-hmm. it really depends on the mall. I will say before they went over there, Lonnie did stop by his trailer real quick and change into like you know like a short sleeve button up so he doesn't look like a fucking weirdo mm. and wearing Ew, a suit vacation in the mall. Dad. <laughs> okay, it's not like a Hawaiian shirt. It's like it's, it's like one of those shirts with like a solid color stripe across yeah. the chest and like khakis. <laughs> Uh, like he's still wearing his nice pants and it's like just a simple mm-hmm. it, it's still like way nicer than most people would wear to the mall it's you know it's not a three-piece suit he has a, a thing where like he always needs to be a little dressed up just a little bit just a yep. little bit damien i imagine you've been to a lot of malls <laughs> yes thank you damien <laughs> probably isn't allowed at a lot of malls right and at this and, point, uh, Damien has switched to dark sunglasses, mm-hmm. and you saw him really quick, like, Sharpie on the inside, so, like, he really, really can't see through them. Uh-huh. Um, Damien is, um, is everything all right? Yes. I have ambitions now, and I'm trying to stay focused on them. And if I get too distracted, well... It helps me focus for now. You have to be real honest with me right now. Are we going to get arrested if I take you into that mall? Oh, no, I mean, I have self-control. Do, do you really? Like, I wouldn't go... Is that true? ...small bull in a china shop. There would be restraint, or I'd just be so good and there wouldn't be any proof, so we wouldn't have to worry about it. That um, but doesn't reassure me. Look... But- all right. I'd pay for everything. Most people pay for everything. Just don't show me someone who's shoplifting, okay? <laughs> I won't display anyone who's shoplifting, no. All right. Let's go, I guess. For so the- once okay. we're out of the van and, like, at least 20 feet away, Damien's going to say, Lonnie, one thing, uh, now that we're out of the van and he's going to really quickly drop the shades and go turn off any recording equipment you have and his eyes are going to like flash green and he's going to try to manipulate him okay uh so that's going to be eight plus two for charm so that's ten plus hold three 
Hunters can choose whether or not they do. If they do, mark experience. What is your roll? That was a 10. It was a 10. Okay. So, Lonnie. You can choose, though, Lonnie. I think Emery can choose whether or not it affects Lonnie. So, uh, Lonnie, just, like, with, without thinking, immediately goes to hit the power button on just, like, his phone. Like, it wasn't recording, but it's a recording device. He turns it off. Right. And then he freezes and looks over at Damien. Damien's put the, the glasses, you know, right back. It was really quick. Mm-hmm. I need you to understand that Olivia Easty gives off a life-draining aura. She's not a demon, but we have to be on guard. And we have to hunt her. What exactly do you mean, life-draining aura? We, we had a moment of... Honesty. Why are you telling me this? Because I'm clearly starting my own agency. I clearly want to be a non-human in charge of a secret agency that keeps these things on the hush-hush. And it serves my interests for you to know who you're working for and to obviously take down any competing forces and or merge them with my own. Oh my god! We, we, we like kind of like move back to the car real quick. I feel, I feel like this is just happening in front of the car. <laughs> yeah, it has to happen in front of the car. Damien's like, not going to have this conversation around where anything a bunch of people. with the Eastie agency can, can yeah. hear it. Like we can walk somewhere quietly. But oh, wow. You also do have to leave Damien there. He's, I feel that's uh, important. He, he extended out one of those like, blind sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's important for anyone who watches this or listens to it in the future to know that the rest of us freaked the F out at that. (laughs) Just a bunch of silent shocked faces. (laughs) Oh Oh, man. All right. So Agent Whitaker. It is not uncommon for members of the Eastie agency to be non-human. We employ plenty of fey creatures, uh, various, various, you know, monstrous individuals. We have always been under the impression that the Eastie family was human. This is very... Damien, this isn't great for everyone involved. Oh, no, no, it's, it's terrible. What? Now that we're working together, and you're my partner, we have to... How do I know you're not lying to me? This isn't another of your tricks or manipulations. Have you seen any movies or TV shows where the head agent of the organization was actually a life-draining aura? Look, I don't know what she is. I can't be more hopeful than that but be careful and i want to hunt her now Mm. we need more information before we move forward with any sort of hunting oh absolutely yeah no she is scary i am not going against her i am having other agents take care of the work for me that seems more my style now she's so nice (laughs) She's one of the nicest in there. Huh. Well, um, I'll, uh, I'll write up a case file for it. 
No, don't. We can't. No, not, 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 like, not like in the agency. No, God, no. I'm not a dumbass. <laughs> no, I'll open some discreet investigations, I suppose. We'll do it with burner phones. Because yeah. she's going to be watching yeah. me like a hawk. So she's going to be watching you like a hawk. All right, well, we'll, yeah. Coincidentally, you can buy cheap prepaid phones at Screens and Things. Oh, nice. How about that? (laughs) All right. um, Wow. (laughs) With with that on my mind, let's go to the mall. Yeah, and and Damien, like, sort of grabs you by the elbow. He yeah. follows behind. Yeah, because you can't see through your sharpied out sunglasses. No. <laughs> yeah, he can like see the ground right in front of his feet, so he's not terrible, but Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the horse blinded himself. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is I need to get him a little little stick or something. No, he has one. Yeah, he pulls oh, it okay. out of his interdimensional yeah. pocket. Perfect. Did you <laughs> wait, hold on. <laughs> This has implications. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> oh my god. Y'all do look like a couple that's just bickering over nothing at the mall. <laughs> yeah, and at some point, Damien acquired a, a walking stick. Somehow. Damien. Does it have like the little like yellow tape at the end? Oh my yeah. god. Damien. That's bad behavior. No, a blind person's walking stick. Someone's her friend needs that. This was before he was, you know, fighting on the side of good. I'm <laughs> sure. Walking around, it looked like, like they really needed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They liked that walking stick. They needed that walking stick. There's no concept of, like, what it's for, how it's used. Just, I want it. Yeah, so oh, you... No. So you guys go into the mall, and I think, Bethany, as you're dealing with getting the phone fixed, we'll deal with that, but, like, halfway through, I'm gonna have them arrive. Perfect. So, Bethany, you go to Screens and Things. It's a technology repair and, like, refurbished electronic device store. It's just one of those, like, little kiosks, actually, because the guy who works there just has his, like, repair kit, and he's constantly, like, working on fixing things as people bring them in, and then he has things in little cases that are either old and he fixed them up or were donated. I walk in, I'm like, hi, I need another screen repair, if that's okay, and I hold up the shattered phone. Oh, gee, oh, yeah, uh, let me wow, take a I look at that there. Oh, God, I hate it. <laughs> Harry Hapstead is sort of a, a slightly poorly <laughs> gentleman with, like, a big mustache that kind of covers his top lip. He's got round, tiny glasses that he wears. They're probably like reading glasses. And he's in a uh, like checked flannel overshirt and just some like cargo shorts. Oh, this is the same phone you brought in last week. Yeah, Lydia's gotten into some like new app games. Uh, and I think they're just a little bit too intense for her sometimes. Uh, mm, you're gonna wanna uninstall that, yeah. This is, uh, well, I don't have a lot going on. Do you need it right away? By the end of the day, that would be lovely. Um, if you could do it now, that would be great. How well do I know Harry Hapstead and is his life outside of this? I don't think you know much about him. Okay. Unless Bethany is the sort to just, like, wait around while a phone is being fixed and, like, chat with some random guy. <laughs> no, she's absolutely not. She's at the mall. Other things on her list. 
she went to screen some things first because she knew that's going to take the longest. But yeah, he uh, says, uh, yeah, no, I don't have a backlog, so uh, I'll just sit down here and take care of your phone for you. That would be fantastic. Also, I would like to put it on the record, and I hope you write this down in your log today. That's not my phone. Um, I have several different like otter boxes on my phone, and I hold them up. I would rather break other things like people's hearts. I just wanted that to be clear. When you write that down in the log, please make sure you've copied all of that down. I don't have a log or anything. I just fix phones, but that's very interesting. Uh, I'll make a note of that, that you're very careful with your phone. Thank and, you. uh, are really, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> all of a sudden, he's like, listen, I'm, he's like, I'm <laughs> sure you're very responsible, but we have a saying in the repair industry, uh, you know, if it's broke, we fix it. So it's, there's nothing to be ashamed of. You don't have to, you know, be embarrassed about breaking a thing. They, they don't make technology the way they used to. It's just not, it's very bad these days. You, you, you breathe on it weird and the screen cracks. It's terrible. So you're doing the right thing with that there, Rudder Box. Yeah. Cool. And I ease out of the conversation. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, feel free to browse. That's fine. Can we have been there can we have heard bethany at what part at just like the last couple of things yeah just enough to recognize that it's her voice so i think you turn around bethany and you see agent whitaker arm in arm with a blind guy you've never seen before <laughs> yeah, are you the same are you the same disguise or you look different this time i think you look uh, different the, the hair is the same because it looks similar to agent whitaker's hair <laughs> <laughs> But only, like, in the way it's styled. Damien's is completely black. Gotcha. Agent Whitaker and your husband. Bethany! And Damien grabs his glasses, tucks them in his hair where they disappear, shrinks the pole, it gets tucked in his hair, disappears as well, and he runs over, and he makes the... Uh, Kappa Alpha Theta A L P H A T H E T A Kappa Alpha Theta Go and <laughs> Bethany, I haven't seen you in forever. How have you been? I'm like anxiety over the mall has been shot away. She is just in the moment now. She's yeah. excited. She's watching. Why are you at the mall? <laughs> oh well, we were. We were looking for you, actually, and for everyone else, and we we're gonna pick up a few things, secret agent things, because that's what I am now. <laughs> Are you saying that and the same level of voice? <laughs> just some secret agent things. <laughs> are are you a are you are you a secret agent? I'm I'm an Eastie agent now. Is that the organization that Agent Whitaker is a part of? Yup, I'm just <gasps> like him now. That is so theta of you. Oh my goodness. Oh, I'm so glad. Oh, when are we going to hang out? I have so much to learn. You should go shopping with me. We're going to go to um, the cask and basket. Uh, we're just picking out some things probably for our friends, but also um, I need to get some new stuff at um, Feeling 22. And I was really excited about that. So uh, if you want to come with me, we can uh, maybe buy some things. It's just closed, but the buy isn't closed. I, that sounds amazing. I am so excited to do that. Let's go right now. And he looks over at Lonnie and then looks back at her real quick. We have to go get some phones really quick, but then let's do all of those things. Absolutely. Uh, six I prefer crappy phones, phones, sir. 
so Harry Hepson's just like, wow, that was, you know, it's good seeing friends reunited. Uh, okay, six phones. Uh, yeah, let me see what I got. And he puts up like an old Motorola Razor and like a, you know, like a boxy flip phone and then like a Blackberry and like, <laughs> just like all these oh old God. outdated models. Uh, yeah, well, I guess we'll just, yeah, get a bunch of the, the flip phones. Okay. We, we can't put this on your card and uh, Damien grabs out a credit card and, you know, yeah, swipes yeah, yeah. it. I, like, do you reach into your like pocket, but like actually you reach into your pocket and pull out the exactly yeah my my credit card doesn't necessarily belong to the company but they're tracking it they they don't talk about this now bethany would you like a credit card i don't want this bank account it's it's served its purpose (laughs) i i would love a credit card but my credit score is currently abysmal so i don't know if i can really apply for another one at the current moment I feel like I feel like Damien, you try with that card and it like rejects it, and he's like, "Oh, something's wrong with your card, dear friend." And you're like, "Oh, hang on," and you reach into your pocket and pull out like twelve more, yeah. and you just you just keep trying them in the thing until one of them finally goes through. <laughs> yep. Whitaker is just like Herbert. watching, like the secondhand Herbert. embarrassment Herbert. is just like Herbert. Ka-ding! Yeah. Hey. Oh, it was that one. And you, did you just drop the others? Like, <laughs> no, he he just keeps them in in his other hand. Okay, and just says, "Well, I guess you can have these, sir," and just toss them for me. <laughs> very generous. Of me. Yeah, he's like, "Wow, what a colorful individual joining me today in the Summer's Crest Mall." Okay, uh, yep, here's all the phones. Uh, you just gotta turn them on; they're pre-activated and whatnot. Perfect. Thank you very much, sir. Have a Thank have you a very wonderful much, day. Sir. Have a wonderful day. Hey, you too. You know, it's uh, it's it's a good day to be outside. I try and take advantage of that. So yeah, Bethany, you have um, you've left the phone there to be fixed. Where do you three go next? You then reconnect with the other group. Yeah, let's All get right. the gang back together. Yeah, I'll, I'll connect to them. Let's have a quick little scene with the four who are still just sort of enjoying their mall treats, and we'll have you guys come in. What are you guys talking about? I feel like just because of the, the four of us, I feel like most of us are just sitting in silence, like drinking our tea, and Felicity is just like telling us a wonderful story about something ridiculous and random. And we're yeah, all just like. Actually, I was kind of thinking the same thing. Because mm-hmm. the, the other three are like not super talkative and like are comfortable with silence. But like Felicity started a story, and we're not going to stop her. Like it's it's interesting, yeah. and so we're all just like listening and zipping. And like, oh, wow. all right, let's get a little bit cool. of this story, Felicity. Not to put you on the spot. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it can literally be anything. I imagine it's one of those. So then I was outside, and then like Ghosty found this really cool rock, and like it's not the story's not going anywhere. It's she's just talking, and we're all just I'll like. Tell you, I'll tell you what, though. Politely. Aiden is asking all the right questions to like keep getting it to be more and more detailed. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, like we're oh. being sweet about it. We just have nothing yeah. else to say. So yeah, the third rock that Ghosty found me was actually we were walking. My mom had taken me hiking, and uh, she didn't believe that I had these friends. And so I told Ghosty, I said, Ghosty, find me a rock. And so Ghosty left and he found me a rock and then he brought it back. 
and I showed it to my mom and she said, honey, we're outside. There's rocks everywhere. And so she still didn't believe me. So then the fourth rock that Ghosty had found for me was <laughs> um, we were in a parking lot and a car drove by and the car flicked a little pebble up and then Ghosty caught it in the air. And I've never wow. been so impressed in my entire life. Do your mom and you go camping a lot? Um, we used to. We used to go camping a lot, but I think I freaked her out a little bit. The, That's the okay. campground uh, down on the river? Yeah, 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 that one. It's a good one, nice. She said she didn't appreciate me talking to the trees, and I told her they'd talk back, but she didn't want to hear it. Um, I can understand her not really believing, thinking you're, like, imagining things, but, like, I don't know, do you have, a, like, a hard time at home with her? No, we just don't talk much, and that's okay. Well, I talk much. I feel like there's been several times throughout these stories where Raven, like, almost chokes on her tea. <laughs> She's, like, taking a sip, and then Felicity says something really weird. She's like, <clears throat> yeah. oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, Aiden started out asking questions that were sort of just, like, yes anding but now she's mm-hmm. like getting she's like picked up on this thing like once uh felicity started talking about her mom she's like yeah it must have been hard growing up and having nobody understand what you were going through i i can yeah yeah well the, the one person who understood mm-hmm. is the most important one they're all i need and that's oh my gosh <laughs> so at least i have him and now you guys think it's right I nod approvingly yeah. at Ghosty. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Aiden, like, well, puts cool. down her drink, and she, like, comes over next to you, Felicity. I want you to know, I believe you. Everything you're saying, 100%. We all do. Yeah. Wow. That's the first time. And Aiden has to take a minute. She's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. <laughs> me too, Aiden, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and she like she just does like I a like lap she does like a lap around the um like the, you know, the fight is like <laughs> thing and comes back and she's like oh how good <laughs> wow this stuff uh what was it triple something is it spicy <laughs> is that why you're crying it's just so delicious <laughs> i just yeah i've never had <laughs> you, you should finish it. And she like hands it to you because like I'm. Thanks. Felicity's gonna like <laughs> take it and cover the top of the straw with her thumb so that it traps some of the liquid inside. Take it out and put it on her froyo. Yeah, it's, it's melted a little bit, so she just mixes it in, and she's like, "It's like a smoothie now." <laughs> Jesus Christ! A coconut vanilla fruit caramel tea smoothie. Caramel. You can't forget the caramel. <laughs> Oh my god, the caramel I feel like too. at this point, Raven has started looking around desperately to, like, change the subject. And is like, oh, is that, because is that Agent Whitaker and some guy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to Bethany? Well, it seems I've caught you all in a very emotional moment. Oh, it's so good to see you all again, Raven. Oh! I've, I'm, I'm starting a blog. I've decided you've got to tell me all about yours Hugo, tell me about those Eskrima sticks. When are you going to teach me how to bop people? Felicity, how are Tom and Ghosty doing? They're doing so good. I gave Hugo a rock. Would you like one too? I know you would. I would love nothing more than a rock. (laughs) Ghosty, go. Uh, Ghosty 
goes and does one of his little rock quests. Yeah! <laughs> Did he just grab one out of, like, the fake planters? Yeah, he probably, <laughs> like, he probably just goes, like, burrowing around amongst, he like, the, the plastic mulch. Like, yeah. <laughs> and dead. I will take the rock and I hand it straight to Damien. <laughs> yes! Oh, thank you so much. I'm gonna have to tell you the story about all the rocks that Ghosties brought me to. Ask them, it was very great. Mm -hmm. Aiden steps in between the two of you. Aiden. Hello, Damien. And then she gives you a look, Agent Whitaker, like, why is he back? (laughs) (laughs) She's got like, she's she's doing like the hand thing on Felicity, like, ah, you shouldn't talk to him, like. (laughs) Raven awkwardly lets out a long sigh. And ignores Aiden's look. Just straight up blows her off. <laughs> well, 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 she just looked at him, and he just looks at her, and then turns to the rest of the group and says, yep. "I'm glad you're all here right now." Did you like the idea of Aiden hey. staring down Whitaker like? <laughs> oh, look, yeah. a bird. He looks. <laughs> oh. oh, look! Literally anything else. Oh, look! I a change of subject. Want to talk about it. So she side-eyes Damien and, like, gets out of the way again, sits down. She's just like, what are you doing here, then? A couple of things. Uh, first and foremost, since I have all of you here together, have you told anyone? Are you kidding? Of course not. Yugu's gonna put his chin on his hands. I told the tree! <laughs> that doesn't that's count. Probably it's probably okay. fine. I think I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Ah! <laughs> go out on a limb! <laughs> Because it's a tree. <laughs> Thank you, Felicity. It was unintentional, but um, I'm glad it had a reson- resonating effect. <laughs> the jokes match the shirt. <laughs> Raven starts into her tea again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really hard not to You go a long, <laughs> long stare. Looking casual, Agent Whitaker. This is a change from your. Oh my god. Looking cash. Wow. Does anyone else have anything to say about my fashion choices? I think it's great. Thank you, Miss Felicity. They, they are solid. She's starting to do that like little dance just quietly again, like where she shuffles her feet slightly. She's like, so much more I have planned to do for the day. Like, Bethany, we were here for a reason. We should uh, get going. To help me with some clothing shopping because I'm going to need some civilian gear for blending in. Yeah, because now that Agent Whitaker has casual clothes, you also are going to need casual clothes, Damien. Damien, we do need to get you a proper agency suit at some point, too. I'm not actually very familiar with this mall. Is there, like, an Indochino or something in here? There's a fancy sir. <laughs> it is a fancy suit. <laughs> it sounds ready-made. Whitaker's um, eyes narrow. I will, I will assure you that the fancy sir... As Natalie and I have, de- have decided, it is not ready-made. It is a very personal store. It's oh, very fancy. I shall hold sir in my it. tongue. The Fancy Sir is just, like, such a good name for a suit shop. <laughs> the Fancy Sir's original name was my favorite name. What oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a secret that you'll have to figure out. Or The secret of Autumn Falls is what the Fancy Sir used to be called. Listen, maybe this is an American thing, but that's a horrible name for a suit shop. Maybe there's some cultural thing that I'm just not picking up here, but um, it's really quite horrid. Aiden gets up. Don't judge a book by its cover, Agent Whitaker. 
and goes over and like she says as she passes Damien, I'm sorry I was rude. Sorry too. It could be nicer. This is weird. She looks over at Hugo. Well, we're gonna get um stuff for our apartments. Stuff for our apartments. Uh, mm. Are we the best people to go and find stuff for our apartments? No, definitely not. Bethany pulls out her notebook. It is a bright pink, it is actually the Hello Kitty notebook that, or at least the exact same copy that Raven remembers from those. She spies for. Other yeah. papers, like, clipped in. It seems that she's adding other things. She's documenting a lot in there, and she slams down the table. Oh, okay. The way this setup works, the best thing we do is we go to um, the basket and cask first, which will have all of our furniture needs, and then we go shopping for clothes. At the end, we end with the suit stuff so that anything that you buy from there doesn't get wrinkled, because then you'll have to steam the shit out of it, and it's not okay. Miss Miller, you are a strategic genius. I have helped run Rush for three years. I know how to fucking go to a mall. I grab Raven's hand. I grab Hugo's hand. I start dragging them towards basket and cask. <laughs> Raven grabs basket Aiden's hand. They so were all just quickly shuffled along by uh, team leader Bethany. I know Damien will follow because he'll follow anybody if they're doing something wrong. Oh, well, if there's all this hand grabbing, then Damien would end up falling down the line and just instinctively grabbing Aiden's hand without mm-hmm. thinking about it. Yeah. Oh no. I think. You were Aiden. Or he'd try to grab her hand nonchalantly like everyone else was doing. <laughs> Make a dexterity check. <laughs> yeah. Um. Hmm. Make a will saving throw. Oof. We need to decide on lore in this moment, and by we, I mean me, the keeper. Uh, is it gonna hurt? Is it gonna I'm hurt? Sure is it gonna hurt? <laughs> I don't know. I just imagine like an electric shock. A <laughs> small bubble of antimatter appears with their hands. <laughs> yeah, back. a black hole appears in the center of the ball. The balls just explode. <laughs> That's this I think session's plot. It's I like think when what lithium happens, meets water. I think Oof. what happens is right. Bethany grabs Raven and Hugo. And Raven kind of instinctively is like, nope, Aiden, please come with me. And Aiden is just kind of like, yeah, okay, we're going. And that's when Damien, like, goes to take Aiden's hand. And Agent Whitaker, your eyes are just like, and the moment, like, slows down. And you're like, oh! There's a little bit of, like, a static shock between their hands. And that's it. Sparks were flying that day that they touched hands. She does double back in Damien. And it's just kind of like, uh, like it's like she's like holding someone's hand she really doesn't want to hold, but she is. <laughs> is Lonnie within grabbing distance for Damien to reach out and grab Lonnie's hand? I he think, can certainly we try. Can't forget about Felicity. I, I think what happens is I was like Felicity's just like, like yeah, behind. You know, grab Felicity's hand. Hugo's gonna grab Felicity. Yay! Yeah, God. I feel like Damien Agent Whitaker's his hand is like just out of reach. But that shouldn't stop you. <laughs> he's going to stretch a little bit. His hand stretches bit. just enough, grabs the hand, and pulls him along. <laughs> Whitaker wretches violently. Oh my god. Look, there was politics to thinking the people I grabbed the hands of. One of them is Hugo. Hugo notoriously thinks everything is not fun. Raven, uninterested in most things, also probably realizes- We just established we're not friends. Yeah. Also, 
There was a lot of instinct of them going to the mall together and Bethany dragging Raven along. It was totally a force of habit thing, and now you're like thinking about so it as you're like memories. briskly walking like, oh god, I grabbed her hand, oh god, oh god, oh god. There's, there's two seconds of them holding hands, and then Bethany just kind of like releases it, and like... I think everyone, a few seconds into the handhold walk, just kind of like... Mm -hmm. Except Felicity. Yeah. Except Felicity. Except Felicity. Felicity's holding on to Hugo. <laughs> yeah. Felicity, Felicity's doing the thing where she's like swinging their hands happily. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Completely oblivious. Oh, I love it. Just going with it. So Raven just awkwardly wipes her hands on her pants because she's sweaty and like crosses her arms because she doesn't know what to do with them. Yeah, yeah. You don't have your drink anymore. It's finished, so you just have like tossed it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. See so you all in this incredible moment of beautiful social awkwardness. Make your way over to Cask and Basket, which is the you know home goods store. We immediately grab two carts. Yeah, okay. You're here on a mission. So and you Damien is pushing one of the carts. <laughs> I think I mean, Damien gets his, own cart. gets his own cart. Yeah, like <laughs> I think uh, our our consultants give a cart to Hugo and Aiden, and so they are like in charge of pushing their cart around. But Damien, you grab your own cart for sure. Um, Bethany sees Damien grab his own cart, and she points to the mom pushing a child in like the little seat part of the cart. So she wants him to sit in the cart. I think what happens is Damien, you you see that you look around. And you push the cart around to like a pillar, and like what comes around the other side is a kid, Damien, like pushing the cart. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Someone's uh, gotta help him into the seat. Just looking expectantly now, like put me in the seat. It was your idea. Grab <laughs> him, and I put him in the seat. So yeah, we have little Damien in the cart. <laughs> I'll push. I'll push little Damien. Uh, I look at. I look at Hugo, Aiden, and I say, first stop, candles." There's definitely a candle section. Yeah, yeah I got everything. towards the candle section where they're probably just hit by aromas. And immediately Bethany's like stacking 10 candles for each person. Like, you have to think about which scent is yours. And she goes in this like very like philosophical discussion. Yeah, about I think at, at first one of the employees comes over and she's this woman with like, she's just got like kind of dirty blonde hair. It's poofed up a little bit. So it's like she's, you know, using a lot of hairspray or whatever. But she comes over, oh, hello, can I help you uh, find anything? And this is like while you're going into detail on candles, Bethany. I'm making a scent profile. <laughs> She's like, I understand. I'll leave it be. She turns around and goes back. <laughs> yeah. Aiden is like looking at the names of the candles. And she says, what does a... What does midnight smell like? Give it a sniff and find out. I go over to Aiden. Look, Aiden, and Hugo, I pull Hugo into this conversation. There's two things to keep in mind when you're buying candles, and when you're buying any interior decorating, but especially anything that smells. You're playing to two audiences, and you have to decide which one wins out in your heart. You're either buying candles that, for you, smell the best, or you're buying candles for the person that you want to come over to your house more. You pick the candle that attracts yourself or attracts the person or people that you would like to hang out with more. Because if your house smells nice, people want to go over there. So midnight, oftentimes, and I take a sense, like, it's got a lavender vibe. Um, and if you want to put your guests to sleep, by all means, I don't think you do, because your house is already boring, and you need something exciting that's going to spice it all up, you know? Aiden looks a little bit like deer in headlights, and she's just, like, kind of nodding, like, 
oh wow okay uh and she like puts it back sheepishly and like <laughs> raven had a midnight one in her hands and was smelling it like mm, this is one of my favorites yeah, and, she hears yeah. that and just like puts it back on the shelf and it's like yeah there's like Maybe a moment where like one of my there, favorites there's a moment where neither of you see it but you're both putting the candle back on the shelf at the exact same time <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so she looks around she's like is there one that Whitaker is listening and just like mildly to Bethany as as this is happening and he mm-hmm. with his deft agent hands takes a mahogany and teak wood smelling candle and puts it in Hugo's basket Raven finds a, a white candle that has a dumb cheesy name like Angel Wings and hands it to Aiden. <laughs> what does it smell like? That's a vanilla it's, one. Vanilla, it's, vanilla it's and vanilla. clean laundry. Yeah, it's like a vanilla chai candle. It's like the most basic thing. Yeah, completely <laughs> as a joke. Just hands it to her like, oh, Aiden, I think you'll really like this one. And, and then just kind of like walks away. She like does smell it. She's like, huh, uh... And, like, shrugs and, like, kind of puts it in the car. Like, I don't know. Felicity picks up the uh, frosted vanilla cupcake candle. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I ran out of my last one, so might as well restock. Aiden smiles, and she says, "Uh, you can put it in my cart. Okay. She starts counting her change. And Aiden is just like, no, no, don't don't worry about it. I I got it. (laughs) I pick out a candle for Hugo and a handle for Aiden, because I'm like, you need to have a, maybe a candle for each room. For Hugo, I do pick out a, a sandalwood one. I'm like, this is a good scent. It never is too overwhelming, as long as you don't, like, put it everywhere. Don't put it in the bathroom. Put it somewhere with a little more space. And for Aiden, yeah, I pick out, like, I pick out, a, like, a rosewood set. I'm like, this is one of my favorite candles. Um, this is, like, the one I like to smell because it makes me feel the most calm and relaxed. And it's not too overpowering or too, like, intrusive. So it would be nice for, like, the entryway. And then for the bathroom, you can do, like, more of an exciting smell. She, like, holds it for a second. She looks at you and she says, is that what we're going for? Like, a relaxing thing? Like, what I find relaxing? Considering uh, we came in and there was a broken mirror, <laughs> I think that relaxing might be really good for you. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Do they? And she, like, just scans the shelf, you know, unable to decipher candle scents because, uh, you know, even people, it's yeah. like their name. It's a lot. Stuff. Yeah, and she's just like, is there one that, do you know how it smells, like, right after it rains? Petrichor. I think that's what it's called. That's a very common smell, and I actually, I, you know, Bethany's, like, weird mom said, like, yes, yeah. and suburban mom said <clears throat> Just reaches mm-hmm. up and grabs one and puts it in the cart. It's probably called, like, Lakeside or something really nice. And she, like, takes it, and she's like, that's the one. You're really good at this. I realize that it's probably not uh, a skill in comparison to, like, magic or uh, having a blog or um, being a secret agent. But it's, um, yeah, it's what I spend my time doing. Uh, when I just kind of want to chill out for a moment. It's nice to just kind of go in and think about the fact that, like, and Bethany for a second gets super far away. All of these candles are either really great or super disgusting, but mm-hmm. there's somebody out there that likes that candle enough to make it and genuinely likes that smell. And I really like to think about the people who probably buy that smell and get really 
really excited about their house smelling that way or get excited about someone else they like smelling that. And Bethany has her own, like, or she has Damien's cart and she puts like candles of her own in the cart as she's talking of various labels, one of them being the roasted one, obviously, being the midnight one and one of them just being like a separate random like general vanilla scent. And it's good to burn them for different times when you're feeling just when you're missing different people or when you want different people to come over. Just like, but that's nothing. We should go into fairy lights because everyone needs fairy lights. <laughs> so While doing that, Hugh's going to quickly go into his cart, take the candles that Bethany and Agent Whitaker put in there and replace them with the air freshener variants. <laughs> Hugo probably has a very particular relationship with candles. Do I notice this? Do you? I think you're, you're probably busy with Damien, who's yeah. got a lighter and is just really trying to light the candles <laughs> because candles are always seen lit. I, I, Baby Damien. I, take the, I take the lighter away before any shop person notices my child, or essentially what looks Playing like. Playing with a lighter. Playing with a lighter. I'm like, Damien, if you look like a child, you cannot have a lighter. It would definitely what a child would have done. You want to see fairy lights? Yes. Oh my God, yes. So Aiden is pushing her cart alongside yours as you go over to the lights, and she says, You know, it's okay to just be yourself. I know that's cliche to say, but it's true. Humans are really amazing. And if you're good at this thing, then that's great. You're good at it. Bethany looks at her, and for a moment she looks really sad. She's like, yeah... My sister Jamie said, like, the same thing to me, but it's, like, only kind of cool to be good at what you're good at when what you're good at is, like, law or magic. Um, but thanks. Uh, I'll keep that in mind for when I have a career in smelling smells. <laughs> and, like, it's there she's, like, trying to be nice, but she's, like, not super into it. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's, like, so, she's so beating herself up that she, like, can't take the compliment or the, the encouragement or whatever. <laughs> she looks at it and she's, like, Oh, or when I have a degree in being bad at friends. Yeah, I you think- You said that to Raven? No, no to I said Aiden. it to Aiden. <gasps> I think Raven is right there, and Aiden yeah. just kind of is like frozen, and she looks at you. She's like, I think I'm losing my touch. And just kind of like Raven's puts her head down like, and like pushes the, the cart. Put something in the cart. She's been like in the area just gathering like cute yeah. little planters with like succulents or like a cute candle holder for the candles she's getting, and goes mm-hmm. to put them in the cart, and it's just like, what did I do? Yeah, <laughs> they're just both just like in shock. <laughs> it just like puts the stuff in the cart. Like I thought these were cute. You, you don't have to get them. I just I like them. They're nice. I yeah. I think plants. That'd be nice. That'd be good to have. You seem like a, a plant person. Let's. They've they've got like a little section with real plants. Fake plants are okay, but I I feel like you are responsible enough to keep plants alive. <sighs> we'll get you. I can help with plants. Go tell me more. All right, so there's this one plant that I really, really love with, like, my whole heart, and I want one so badly, but I can never find one anywhere, and it's called a monstera, and it lets the sunlight through its leaves to go down to the bottom, and then it grows up because it grows in the bottom of the jungle, and there doesn't, it doesn't get a lot of sun, and it wants to help the little plants that are underneath it, so its leaves come apart when the sun comes to let the sunlight through, and I just think that's really helpful, and I want one. I love monsteras so much. <laughs> Like, in real life, I have one, and it's my child. <laughs> They're very pretty. Nice. We'll get yeah. you one. Go ahead and roll, uh, I don't know. Investigate <laughs> roll, a mystery. Roll to investigate this mystery. <laughs> yeah! 
So as you're saying, and I really want one. You guys come to this section and there's like a little display of like tiny monstera plants. And uh, Aiden just kind of smiles. She's like, let's get some. Let's get some. Raven's buying one too. There, they put a bunch of these little planters into Aiden's cart. So her I cart is now starting to look like the garden section of Home Depot, basically. <laughs> I want you guys to know that I only know that because after leaving the house that we saw today, I was like, I need to research some house plants. <laughs> Does this store have, like, kitchen appliances at all? Is that something they'd have, or is it just furniture decoration stuff? No, they've got, it's a range, you know, it's like Bed Bath & Beyond or you know, Crate and Barrel, which is why it's named what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Whitaker leans over to Hugo and, and he says, do you own a kettle? Like, what, what kind of kettle? You mean like a, a tea, tea kettle, kettle for or... boiling water? Kind of. It's less a kettle, more of just like a cook in teapot. It's weird. It's good enough. I got it turns and it leaves. <laughs> My worry was, of course, that Hugo has just been putting mugs of water into the microwave. Yes. I, yeah, I think, that's, I think that is the case. I think, yeah. Hugo has a ceramic kettle, and, like, he's been putting the tea and the water in that and then microwaving it. <laughs> he, he, he has a water thing that he uses technically for heating up miniatures so that he can mold them easier. can't drink out of that. You can't drink out of it if you put your miniatures in it. It's gone me this far. Oh, my God. So, Agent Whitaker, there is displays on cold press coffee systems. There's Keurigs. There's, you know, other other types of espresso machines. And, yeah, there's a lot well, here. Let's just start with a basic electric kettle for when you have to make tea. All right? You're going to have one for your miniatures and one for your tea. Actually, you go tea or coffee, man. Mostly tea. Nice. Espresso when needed, but generally tea. <laughs> Same here. Mm. Yeah, Whitaker picks out like a nice, sleek, like electric kettle, one you'd fill with water, flip the little switch on, and that will get you through most any day. Mm-hmm. Do not put your miniatures in there, please. <laughs> I will also try help not me. You, you, you're a master of mystic arts. Do not tell me you're putting. I am a master minich- of nothing. <laughs> I am so far from being a master of anything, it's laughable. Well, you know what? I appreciate the humbleness. Still, my point still stands. Question. Uh, You seem to know about things. What do you know about life-draining aura creatures? Oh, that's a good question. Says a small five-year-old child in a basket of a shopping cart. (laughs) I've seen this movie before. Oh, (laughs) jeez. What do you know about life draining auras? He needs adorable voice as a tiny child. Hey, Hugo. Mr. Hugo, sir, what do you know about life draining auras? Well, you see, Sonny. What kind of creatures have them? Um, Hugo, go ahead and investigate a mystery, I guess. Let's, let's, let's do that. Do, do, do. Nine. You got one question. What creatures do I know with life draining auras? I guess the question you would ask is, what sort of creature is it? Doesn't Damien also have a life-draining aura? Yep. He has that ability, yes. Yeah. All right, continue. Um, yeah, you're right. What sort of creature is it makes the most sense? Yeah. And so you just kind of flip through your, like, catalog of, like, what you've known, what you've researched. And life drain is a, a pretty 
pervasive, I would say, magical ability that a lot of monsters have. And like having sort of like, especially with Aiden's like discussion back when you were back at the apartment looking at that scroll and she like explained, no, monsters are like demons make them and then they kind of just let them loose. So it makes sense that like Damien is a demon. He has life drain. Things made by demons probably have the same thing. It just seems to be this pretty common ability that some monsters have. You know, in classic folklore, there are, you know, there's, there's zombies, quote unquote, from China that have a life drain. There are vampires of Transylvania. I mean, you can offer up a bunch of answers, but like it's impossible to pin it down without actually like seeing the monster itself. So he's and- going to... He's going to go off and list just various concepts and such, but then he's going to go on a weird tirade about Diablo. Diablo the video game or Diablo the, like... Diablo um, the video Diablo the circus prop, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> really hates circus. And, and the circus prop. Yep. Horrible experiences he had trying to balance. He fell. It, it was not good. Mm. <laughs> Amazing. And to be clear... This is not a, a, an ability that a magic runner could learn as a human, right? No. It's not like you could not learn to do this as, a, as like a, a, a spell. I honestly don't really know how it works, but you could not learn to do this. Do you want to see? Anyone can learn to do, oh, I'm, I'm good. I, I'm good. You, you would know, Hugo, that it's not a, I mean, at least not in your, what it's you've not been a taught. Thing. It's not a spell that humans know hmm. or can perform. It seems to be something like inherently tied to like demonic sources and like that flavor of magic. Whereas like human magic again draws on that like nature source of power. This lack of life, this sucking of that life energy away, obviously comes from a, the place apart. Necromancers are a myth. Well, that's a little reassuring, but only a little. Thanks, Hugo. You're, you're yeah, you, yeah, you have this weird. discussion while you're, like, discussing, like, silverware. Like, you know, you just, I think someone, either Whitaker or maybe Bethany in the background, are, like, holding up, like, forks next to each other, being like, this one? This one? No, no, that, this one? that's a salad fork. Yeah. <laughs> I think once you're done with the plants, Raven and Felicity and Aiden, where do you go next? I would like to find some scented pine cones. Like the the potpourri stuff? Yes. That just, Uh like, is a random assortment of natural materials that smells nice? Yes. Okay, and Aiden is kind of like, oh, well, we got the candles. I like that idea better, though, actually. Leah, let's go. So they'll go off and, like, look at... It brings a little bit of the outside inside. That's what I always say. (laughs) Raven gestures to the cart full of plants. Yeah. Yeah, we love fake scented pine cones. Just like outside. Mm-hmm. And I think as you're like going to that area of the of the store where it's like coffee table decor, you pass by some like hanging tapestries. There's like one with like a moose on it, and like it's like those things where it's like you can custom print a picture onto like a rug and hang it on your wall, basically. And there's one up there that's just sort of like a valley, and it has like a, a bit of a sky above it. And as Aiden is, like, pushing the cart and talking to you, she glances at it and then, like, stops and looks at it for a second. And she's just, like, stuck there. Do you like it? Yeah, it's, um, it just reminded me. Of what? The garden. Oh. I have a garden. If you want to 
come and see it sometime. They're really not that rare. She smiles and takes a sec to shake herself out of that headspace. I would love to see your garden, Felicity. I'm sure it's beautiful. Can Raven see if they make like a smaller version in like a little print? So not like the giant tapestry, but maybe just find her like a little framed version and like slip it in the cart? I think what you find is like a blanket version to like put over the couch. That's perfect. That's exactly what she wants. And she'll just, she'll just kind of like, just like slip it in the cart. So like Aiden can see her do it, but she's like, you're getting this. And she like sees it, looks at you and just smiles. Thanks. So yeah, you guys continue to go look at potpourri basically for the next 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I'd say we do one more thing with uh, Hugo's apartment and then we'll move on from cask and basket. Casket and basket. Where retail goes to die. (laughs) (laughs) That's clearance. (laughs) clearance. (laughs) All the plants are just barely clinging to life. Yeah. I think I, I start kind of, I pull Hugo through the fairy lights, and, but then I kind of stop, and I look at him, I'm like, Hugo, what exactly do you want your apartment to say about you? Never really given it much thought. Why not? It seems like you do a lot of weird magic stuff there. Shouldn't it feel a bit more homey to you? I spend more time at work than at home. It's, I wouldn't even call it really home so much as a place to stay. Bethany kind of pauses, uh, and she starts kind of looking through the fairy lights, but she's clearly just trying to make conversation, just trying to do something else to, like, to avoid, like, weird eye contact. So, like, I know that you're really secretive about this stuff, so you don't have to tell me everything, but I don't say a lot to people. Uh, I know I sound like I do, but I don't if it's important. Um, why did you get into magic? And were you a kid, or were you initiated? What happened? How did you get into doing... We don't have to call it magic, if that's weird for you. Fancy science. Honestly, that's probably something best discussed behind doors, as opposed to out in the open. Okay, well, if it's all right, we don't have to call it magic proper. How did you get into making sushi? How did you get into that hobby? That's really cool. And I kind of, like, walk away a little bit from Whitaker and Damien slightly to, like, imply I'm not trying to, like, get information for them. I'm, like, genuinely trying to, like, buy. It's okay. Whit- Whitaker's, like, eagle-eyeing Damien, waiting to see him try and, like, snag something. So no worries there. Well, got out of school, got a job, and saw some things that I wasn't supposed to see. I can tell you don't want to talk about those things, but can I just ask if you're okay? And he's going to take a very long pause at that one. I hold out my hand to him, but just in like a way of like, if he needs somebody, he can take it. I can't say I relate to what might have happened or might not, but I'm sorry. And if you ever want to talk about it, I'm here and I'm not really here for anything else. I've been buying you a bunch of shit. And I point to the fairy lights because I've snuck three of different rolls of them into his cart. And I also snuck several cute mason jars with little ribbons on the top into his cart. You can put the rocks Felicity gives you in those, actually. Uh, I think that actually give them a really nice touch. Uh, if you want to decoupage them, too, um, my, my mother, she's really crafty. Deco what? 
decoupage. It's um, it's like glue and fancy paper, and it's like a cute little craft day thing. And he is thoroughly going. What? 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 <laughs> yeah, what? you've lost your train. It's completely what? left the station. <laughs> um, it makes me so happy. Yeah. I'm sorry I called you a nerd because you're clearly a nerd, but you're also really cool. And if that Damn, that's growth. It's prohibiting you from talking to me about stuff that's probably shitty to talk to people who are studying magic about, except maybe Felicity, because she seems to really know and not know what's going on. I'm trying to be better about being, like, a good friend, and also because if it gets down to it, and if for some reason Raven and I aren't friends again, I would really like to have you on my side and not hers, to really be super transparent about it. Um, also, thanks for the butterfly garden. Uh, and after this really long apology, she takes, like, six more mason jars and puts them in your cart. <laughs> you can keep food in here. It's a reusable situation instead of doing Ziploc bags. Bethany, I, I will tell you more things on a few conditions. I'm really going to have to hear those conditions first, buddy. Well, firstly, you and Raven need to talk. Secondly, <laughs> you need to accept the fact that you're a nerd, too. I would love to hear your explanation for this, besides the fact that I'm clearly crazy intelligent. But continue. What's your third condition? No, we'll get to the third and the fourth and the fifth and the sixth later. Those first two you have to deal with. <laughs> okay, look, sometimes when I'm really bored, I go and I reread all of the Jane Austen books, and I just think about how the classism has persisted to this day and how we still haven't really faced it and how there's still a really big implication and expectation for women, you know, from the age of 18 through 25 to get married and to have husbands and heterosexual relationships. But I don't think that's nerdy. I think that's just an extremely normal thing to do. Mm -hmm. I also collect Beanie Babies, but I think that that's also extremely normal because we all sometimes have like a coping mechanism, especially when we're going through things like- uh, And at that point, the rest <laughs> of the group shows up. Which Beanie Babies do you have though? Yeah, she tells you she's got the nine original ones. She looks really embarrassed about this, but she like kind of pulls you aside a little bit closely. She's like, I have Legs the Frog, I have Squealer, I have Spot, I have Flash, Chocolate, Patty, Brownie. I'm still looking for Pinchers, and I just don't know where he is at this point. But like, don't, you can't make this weird, okay? It's okay. a very small hobby. The girls in Theta did it too, and they kind of like got me back into it. It's like a weird thing. And she looks at Hugo and she's like, and yes, sometimes in the dead of night, I've played Magic the Gathering, but it's, you do real magic, so I think one of us is nerdier than the other, and it's you. I swear it's you. Bethany, do you know what I really hate, though? Yeah, let me know. What's, uh, is, is, it, it, is it something completely normal and not related to Beanie Babies? No, it's entirely related to Beanie Babies. Those <laughs> new stupid ones with the big sparkly eyes. <gasps> They're the worst. And the ones that aren't even soft, they have glitter for fur. Like, why would take you? Take them. How do you mush them into your second grade pull-down desk? That's what I'm saying. And sparkly and hard eyes. How do you do that? Disgusting. I mean, I don't care. It's just Beanie Babies. You start to get just like a little bit more flustered than like normal Bethany flustered. And Aiden stops pushing her cart, comes over, and like stands between both Felicity and, and Bethany. And she says, you're here with a bunch of friends. I think it's cool that we're learning about your hobbies. And that puts you at ease. You're, you're feeling this like pressure, right? As like leader of the mall trip, right? To like perform or whatever. And when Aiden says, you're here with friends, 
at one, you can tell she really means that. And two, you start to believe it a little bit. Uh, do I ever recognize this magic? Like, because she's not asked me before. Do I, have I started to like make, pick up a correlation between Aiden and feeling like getting calmed down? Yeah, but it's not that she's like calming you down. It's like her, her aura that she emits sort of acts as like a reassuring presence. So it's not that like she's going to get you to stop feeling the way you're feeling, but like her being there puts you at ease. It like gets you to like stop your brain from running it a million miles a second long enough to be like, okay, I never, I didn't look at it that way. All right. Yes. If you're suspicious of it at all or whatever, feel free to react. My turn. And his eyes go green. <laughs> oh, oh no. They go green um... for a second before fucking Whitaker. You see this British man hitting a child. Lap a child in the middle of cask and basket. No, no. Maybe she's looking around like, did anyone see that? We have to cover for him. Okay, everybody. First, I point to Aiden. I'm like, I don't know what's happening here, but you must smoke a lot of weed. And I look at Damien. Okay, look, child, this was really funny, but you also used to be hot and now you're a kid. I don't really know what's the vibe. So just turn back into an adult person and when you can. He turns into an old man that he saw leaving the mall at the beginning, pushing the cart. (laughs) Still in the cart, though. Beautiful. No, I think he melts out of the light holes and then... (laughs) And I look at Felicity and I'm like, I see you got a lot of plants. That's very successful. I'm very proud of you. Interior decorating is at least a 7 out of 10. Yes, thank you. They're monsteras. I've always wanted them. So you guys go to, to check out after this strange encounter. In the home it's of the a, one of these cards. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> okay, Grandpa. <laughs> thank you. No So Damien pays for Bethany's stuff. Aiden takes out her wallet and pays for other things that she's buying. Aiden's card is one of those, like, black cards. Ooh. Damn. Yeah. Agent Whitaker gives it a long look. Mm-hmm. Who just swipes the debit card. adventurers. Isn't it nice seeing our heroes treat themselves? I think they deserve to have nice things. And you know, you deserve to treat yourself too. Might I suggest you give our sponsor Red Bark Crafting a gander this week? If you're in the mood for something handmade to accessorize with, at Red Bark Crafting, they believe you should fly your fandom banners proudly. They aim to find the perfect fit for your personality with their wide array of modern and vintage fabrics, upcycled clothing, and practical reusables such as bags and masks. Redbark Crafting offers a wide array of in-stock and custom options so you can find the perfect garment or accessory themed around a fandom you love. Visit redbarkcrafts.com for more information and wear your passions on your sleeve. Did you all like the new music track? All right, settle down, because if that got you excited, you're not going to be able to handle this amazing set of musical themes we've had made for the show. And we'll be adding those to the episodes as they are finished to really punch up the emotions in our story. If you're getting emotionally invested in our characters and enjoying the Storyteller Squad, we'd love it if you subscribed to the show and left us a review on your favorite podcast platform. 
We're available on several platforms now, so tell your friends about us, and they can listen wherever is convenient for them. We're able to grow thanks to your support and help in spreading the word. So get out there, adventurers, and tell our tale. Except don't really do that. Just share the show with some people who you think might like it. We'll handle telling our tale. guys head out i mean they bought enough stuff do you think it was like that was the end of the trip or do you guys want to keep exploring the mall like Maybe I'm, finding, go I'm to... finding whatever this is your episode to shop oh yeah you need clothes i think we're good with housewares we yeah. can move yeah. on to clothes all right if we leave i like we're like 10 feet away from it i look at my bag I'm like I bought the wrong candle i bought this stupid midnight candle and i like hand her i'm like you can just take it i have two offer to return it Damien, we should go to Feel 22. Um, All of a sudden, you see a 22-year-old. She's got to stop doing that in public. Dude, I mean, you got to, like, go in the bathroom or something. They're going to have to I think he probably does. Like, Actually, do you, Damien? Do you? Uh, yeah, Damien would have the, the forethought to, like, walk okay. his old man self behind a corner. And then come waltz in all around the back the other side. I love the idea of just, like, his old man self, like, going around one of those, like, ficus things and being like, ah! and, like, fall. <laughs> but when he stands up, it's like a young guy. <laughs> like, and he looks suspiciously like one of the models on the Feelin' 22 posters outside. <laughs> oh, yes. One of those shirtless models that they always have where you're like, why do you have that? Like, yeah. you're selling He's- clothes. Why are they wearing nothing? It's one of those things where the model is, like, so attractive, but the clothes are not actually that interesting, and you're like, that's how they're getting me. Every time. Every time. <laughs> it, it's funny, because Damien changes his black hairstyle to match Bethany's. Ooh! You got that long, curly hair? Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yep. Yes. Kind of a surfer look on Damien. So you guys head in there. Lonnie, do you, do you wait, or do you, like, go to check out Fancy Sir on your own first? You got a whole oh. raven, too. That's true. You could have that conversation. Yeah, he does. I don't think Feelin' 22 is really Raven's style. Nah, she, she was going to go in there, but she's not going to shop. She was, she was going to, if everyone was going in. Then Agent Whitaker does go in because he does need to keep an eye on Damien in such a, in such a tenuous set of circumstances. Yeah. But, but, like, he's clearly, he looks like a dad whose kid is probably running loose somewhere within mm-hmm. there, right? And she's gonna hang back with with Miss Eugenia to ask. Raven's her a few like questions. looking at stuff, but in the way of like she's not actually interested in any of it. She just doesn't want to look like a weirdo just standing there in mm-hmm. the stores. So but she's just like walking slowly, yep. just like looking at things and putting them back. It's like running her hand over racks of you know yeah. like basic clothes. Yeah, just so she can carry on a conversation. Uh, yeah, Miss Eugenia, I know this isn't exactly an ideal location, but um. If at any point you wanted to discuss my proposal that I had emailed you about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. So you, I mean, here's fine. We don't have to get into details, but you were offering me a job? Your your blog and your work with the supernatural community, whether you've realized it or not, is very thorough and very interesting to the EC agency, which means you already have some of the qualifications required 
to become an agent. And my thoughts on the matter are, if you've already seen some uh, monsters and things from the other side, it may benefit you to not only learn more, but to acquire the skills necessary to deal with those things should you see them again. Yeah. If that is something you would be interested in. It's definitely something I can think about. I don't know if I necessarily want to dive right into being an agent for an organization I only learned about like a week ago. Of course, of course. So, do take your time. Do you guys have like an internship program I could join? Actually, yes. But I'm, I'm going to oh, tell really? you right now, it is incredibly boring. Oh. I was able to skip right over it, but it's a lot of going through many public statements of supernatural things and just kind of filing them and going to follow up on them. But most of them are made by people who were high on LSD. So it's, um, it's incredibly boring. It sounds like a lot of what I've already dealt with, with the blog. I have which no idea why- how much of that is real. Which is why you would probably be able to move right through it if you wanted to get into Asian work. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a really big decision. I don't think I'm in a position to decide on anything as of yet. I do. I really appreciate the offer. Like it's huge, but I I don't know. I'm a little the benefits a little nervous. Are good. It comes with dental. Oh wow! It's better than the diner, at least. Get paid minimum wage there. Bonnie's <laughs> no the benefit. one British person you've seen whose teeth aren't fucked up, so you can tell that's probably true. Mm. I feel like he's one of the few British people she's ever met. Oh, no. <laughs> she grew up in this town and went to the community college. She doesn't get out much. Absolutely no shade to any British listeners. Uh, <laughs> obsession, obsession with teeth beauty is a really weird American thing, and the rest of the world doesn't really follow it, and they're better off for it. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think we can keep in touch. Maybe maybe I'll check out that uh, internship program if I could do that like part time instead of okay. diving in as an agent. And uh, I will need a um, and he pulls out like a little fold piece of paper. Your your written consent that you will not share any of the information concerning the um, recent situations. And once you sign that, you'll get your blog back. Cool. Hand it over. She's just like leaning on one of those display tables, pushes some jeans aside, like signs yeah. it, hands it back. Does she read it at all? I think she skims it. Yeah, she she wants to know what it says. Is there anything sketchy about it, or is it just like don't tell anyone what you saw? And it's cool? it's very thorough. It's very thorough. Mm-hmm. Like maybe a little restrictive. Like it's restrictive in a way. It's like well, I don't know how they're gonna enforce that. So it's like can't really even make mention of it, but it's like I think it's also vague on like the details should you not uphold the agreement exactly. also. Yeah, yeah. Overall, it's not inherently suspicious. If any of you have ever worked on a company project that makes you sign an NDA so you can't talk about what you're uh, working on, it's a lot like that. All right. It's like don't tell anyone. We have no way of knowing if you tell anyone, but don't do it. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Yeah, so she'll she'll read it over, sign it, hand it back, maybe shake his hand. She doesn't really know. She's like, I, I it'll be cool working with you in the future. Like, cause yeah. almost goes for a handshake. And oh, I'm like, he's, oh, he's also not sure, but like eventually. Yeah, they, they shake hands. 
But then they're both just still standing there, and she's like, we should probably catch up with the others, you know? Yeah, no, um, and it's like, in his head, he's going, this looks really weird, because he's like just this, you know, like 45-year-old man. Yeah, Raven's so aware of that. Something yeah. around the store. Yeah. Just shaking hands like normal people. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go make sure Damien isn't stealing lingerie. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, you should go. Meanwhile, <laughs> Damien and Bethany are stealing lingerie. <laughs> yeah. Well, Damien, like, looks at all the, the models who are, like, pretty much shirtless. He's like, oh, oh, this is a unbutton your shirt store. And he starts, you yeah, I quickly grab his shirt and start buttoning it back up like he's, like, five. And I'm just like, no, no, no. Uh, oh, honey. Uh, it's cooler to have clothes on at this store, Damien. It's, it's, right, like, it's just trying to fit in. It seemed like the yeah. look. Hey, hey, Damien. Yeah. I, I really appreciate that you, you want to fit in a lot. That actually, it's really good of you. But it's actually cooler if you keep your clothes on at the store. Um, that's the secret they don't tell you. But I want you to be in on it with me. You want to keep your clothes on because that's what all the people in the know kind of do. You know, that's why my shirt's still on. It's true. I shouldn't get distracted by the fake pictures when there's clearly real people around doing what I should be doing. Whitaker's like taking notes on how how well Bethany handles the situation. Yeah, you know Bethany, she camp counselor for three or four years. Yep. She's dealt with like ten year olds. <laughs> so yeah, what are we what are we getting here? What can I help you with? I'm afraid I've lied to you. I made it seem like I had something important to do, and oftentimes I do. But see all these clothes here? They're not worth anything. There's one section of this store that is gold. And I grab Damien by the wrist, and I, I lead him to the clearance section. Feeling 22 is a store that has mostly normal clothes, but has some buck-wild options, and nobody buys them. So you want to go to the clearance section, grab some weird shit, and try it on. You don't want to go for the normal clothes. We're not here to look basic. we got to look good. And I grab him some gold leather pants, and I hold him out. I'm like, this is the look. This is it. So what I want to have happen is Agent Whitaker, after you have your little exchange with Raven and you're kind of just like, yeah, we're going to we're going to browse again. You, you're on the lookout and you're looking around and you're like, "Ugh, there's Damien. And he's wearing like a fluffy coat with like the sheepskin fur lining thing, but it's cropped. Right. And then underneath that, it, it's like a mesh bodysuit, clearly, because the neon pink mesh goes from like the exposed midriff down the legs and then like the shorts are uh these these silver stretch shorts basically but there's got like eight half slung belts on them <laughs> and boots they're they're like rain boots honestly they look like just like fancy fancy rain boots and the hair is no longer bethany's it's flipped over to the side with like half shaved and like Kind of, right kind of just like a yeah it's clear it's, here. it's just like a rainbow of color down the side and you're like well, he's rocking it it's like someone hit the random button on their soul caliber character yeah and a reference you didn't know whitaker could make right he did and and the person who you say that to as you come up behind them turns around and it's not damien and they say to you no one asked you old man and they have a little tag on their thing that shows the clue they work here. <laughs> Thought you were someone else. They say, you look lost. And just walks away from you. <laughs> and kind of finds Bethany and Damien over in the clearance section, like picking up things and holding them. And he says, so, so, 
like well, awkwardness aside, Whitaker actually looks like there's like this moment where there's like this genuine like like something deeper, some like a deeper sense of loss in the situation. <laughs> so this person walks over to Bethany and Damien and they say, Are you finding everything you need? I want everything you're wearing. Do you sell it here? <laughs> They're like, I'm original. But we can make you original, too. Bethany, in this moment, she walks out. She is in a fur coat, but it is somehow puff-sleeved. <laughs> She's in a, a crop top that has those, like, leather fringes all over it. And she is in shorts that are, like, cut out in the butt, but, like, they have, like, a spandex layer underneath. So her butt's covered. She's not, like, mm-hmm. new. has, like, a weird spandex layer underneath it. Get away from us, peasant. We are doing peak peak well without your interruptions and she looks over at you raven and she's like birdie get in on us and she throws you a feather top hat that's like the most dumb ugly slim titty <laughs> feather top hat yeah and so this employee of the store just like sees that entrance gives you a once up and down and is like nope and just turns back and just turns back to damien just like see that we're not going there. Come with me. And they pull you inside the change room area. <laughs> yeah, this is for everyone. This is Devin Harris. Uh, so cool. Devin they, Harris is Devin That makes fun of us. Yeah, Devin Harris is 16, uh, non-binary, and doesn't give a fuck what you think. Hell yeah. Raven yeah. puts on the hat, by the way. Completely nice. expressionless. Puts it on and just continues to search through the clearance section because she does agree with Bethany. The best stuff is in the clearance section. Mm-hmm. She would yeah. not be caught dead buying the normal stuff at that store, but mm-hmm. she's found a couple weird things. So Devin takes you back, Damien, and they pull stuff off the rack, and they don't even like say anything about it. They just take it off the rack, hand it to you, and they're like, "Go put that on," <laughs> like it's an order. <laughs> So when Damien comes out, do you want to describe your outfit? I'll let you come up with it, Anders. Oh, well, see, when you first did Devin's outfit, I thought you were describing Damien, and every step of the way <laughs> was so perfect, and I was so on board. I was like, this is perfect. I'm so excited for this. And that scene was amazing. Could you give Damien an outfit? Of course, yeah. So what Devin, what Devin has handed Damien, and, like, and, and they come out first, right? They appear first and kind of gesture at, uh, like, where Damien is going to come from. And they, they look at you, Bethany, and they're like, observe. And they, like, <laughs> clap their hands. <laughs> and Damien does, like, the, like, swing open of the changing room door, leg out first, because he's on platform sneakers. Tucked into them are galaxy leggings that then, like, come up and over the top of them are a pair of lime green booty shorts. And like as the rest of him comes out, he kind of just like leans on the door. And it's it's like a it's a shirt made of plastic. Like it's see-through plastic where like the buttons and everything are like strips of denim, but the rest of it is just like a cellophane. Oh my oh. god, I love this so much. <laughs> yeah. And over the top of his like shoulders is like a sweater that's just tied in a knot and sitting there. <laughs> just a normal sweater. Just a normal gray sweater. 
question. In the time of Hugo and Felicity come into the clearance section, have they kind of slowly traversed in? We'll get to that, but yeah, so, and then Damien, like, Damien just reaches behind his head into the pocket, and what he pulls out is a pair of 2008 New Year's glasses and puts them on his face. <laughs> <laughs> I was fully expecting shutter shades. Nope. Not Damien. And, and at that... It's like the 2008. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so Devin see, like, does a double take, and it's just like, Girl, I'm like, <laughs> does like a, I love them. That's like a heel turn, and they're like, my work here is done. And they just kind of go back to like folding things on the tables and whatnot. <laughs> Raven, if, Raven politely claps. If, yeah. if, if Hugo and Felicity and Aiden are here, I look at them sharply like, clap, you must clap. Yeah. <laughs> Felicity was inside. already clapping. <laughs> yeah. Damien also claps. He sees everyone else doing it. He's yeah. like, <laughs> Gotta get yeah. in. <laughs> and, and also at this point, like, you see Damien, like, striking a pose. And while he's doing that, Aiden just, like, comes around the corner and she's in, like, some skinny jeans and, like, a red t-shirt with, like, a gray, like, cardigan. Oh. It's just, like, normal. It's like she went and bought all the normal stuff. <laughs> Aiden, Aiden, you clap. have to. She has, like, a little, like, bean, like, you know, her, like, infinity scarf on. And she's just like, I like this place. I reach into the clearance section to pull out an accessory for each person because I really want to do this. I give Hugo uh, a clip-on nose ring that has like parrot feathers hanging off of it. I'm like, this is a good look. And I want to give Felicity a mesh shirt with Dwayne the Rock Johnson's face. Because <laughs> 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 he like rocks. Perfect. I'm like, shit. <laughs> and then I, I, I want to toss uh, Aiden a pin that says my other car is a broom. And I'm like, I know you don't have a car, maybe, and you also aren't a witch, but I thought it was funny. <laughs> she she laughs. She's like, it is funny. So I think that finishes our purchases and experience here at Feelin' 22. <laughs> God, I hope so. Yeah. Damien Bud Whitaker Whitaker's dying. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, thank God. Whitaker has gone outside to smoke a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hugo is standing right now next to him. <laughs> mm. Is he wearing the nose ring? Hugo, like, He's not wearing the nose ring. American cigarettes. Damien walks out much taller at the platforms. Yeah, these American cigarettes are the worst. Did you buy the hat, Raven? I, I don't think so. I think she wore it for a little while. Mm-hmm. Like, when, when Bethany wasn't looking, she knows she probably gave it to her as a joke, like, puts it down, and I think she maybe found, like, a, a funky sweater or something. Felicity 100% bought the shirt because it was on clearance for only $2 and she had that much in change. And nickels. And, yeah. <laughs> and um, she was just really excited that somebody thought of her to pick something yeah. up for her. <laughs> so mm-hmm. she, it. she needed it. Yep. It's a memory now. Mm. It's got an emotional value, if not yeah, fashion my value. Yeah, of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> Is it like his face is done in like sequins where like you can do that like flip it up and down? It has to flip up into a different celebrity. I thought it flipped up and it's just like kind of mottled gray because it's just like the outline and it's a rock. It's just a rock. <laughs> it's just a rock. idea. Oh, so good. And you flip it back down because it's so rock. That's amazing. Yeah. <sighs> 
Wow. Okay, so small <laughs> trips. Uh, this is my comfort episode. Yeah, I was like, oh, man. Did this? This he, he did this. Uh, Hugo did session. buy the um. <laughs> He's not wearing it, but he did buy it. Nice, oh, nice, 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 nice. Probably because it was like on clearance for like seventy-five cents or something. <laughs> Nobody uh-huh. wanted it. He's like, yeah, Bethany yeah. Think it's because he likes happy. her and he thinks she's cool. Bethany will think it's because he wants to be her friend. She will interpret mm-hmm. only that way. Do you guys want to go somewhere else? Is there some other place you feel you got to hit as part of this trip? Need to get Damien a suit. You do. But I don't know if I want to anymore. That could also be a another mall trip some other time. Getting him a suit could also be a montage. Montage of the suit scene. I mean, I don't want it. I mean, Claire and I spent a bunch of time on this mall. (laughs) You don't have to explore every store today, but we won't montage anything. You gotta meet all of these people that we just. Oh, hell yeah. That we slaved over the personalities and lifestyles of and all their connections. All the secret tea that's going on with Sophia that, like, we'll just. We just were like, no one's ever going to know about this, but it was important to us in the moment. Yep. It's all there. You just got to dig for it. Like little when nuggets of gold and the, the silt of storytelling games. Yeah, Sophia's <laughs> actually the big bad, guys. Come on. Do you want to do suits? Is everyone part of the suit place? I think I have an idea for how to end, but I think there's time for one more adventure. Well, suit for Mr. Edgecrest and uh, Miss Eugenia. Perhaps if I can't convince you with the wonderful dental benefits, perhaps I can convince you with the finest tailored suit you've ever worn. We all hear this. Do you? Is Whitaker being very upfront about, like, I'm offering Raven a job and maybe she'll... I don't think he has any reason to hide it. I would agree. Yeah, Yeah, if we're just discussing it while walking towards the suit store. Yeah. Yeah. But also, Raven is like, I don't, I don't know if you understand that I work part-time at a diner making minimum wage. I can't afford a custom-tailored suit. Oh, it's on the Eastie Agency. But I don't even work there. <laughs> I don't think you realize. I can buy whatever suits I please. If you say so, I, I'll go try some stuff on. Nothing binding about wearing a suit. There's nothing binding about it. Just see how you feel. All right. What the hell? Let's do it. Aiden comes up besides Raven and, like, gives you a little nudge. I think you look good in a suit. Can I try one on? God, Raven can't (laughs) handle all these people being nice to her. (laughs) Yeah, come with. He's just, like, blushing hard. He's, like, looking at Raven, sort of, like, taking note of, like, her skin tone, her hair color. He's like... Mm -hmm. We'll get you a charcoal gray, I think. Not black, because it'll make your skin look a little too pasty, but a charcoal gray. Raven looks down at her outfit that is entirely all black. Gets a little (laughs) self-conscious. Maybe a flannel weave, so it's got a bit of texture without having any sort of ostentatious patterns. All right. I I look over. First I look at Raven, and I'm like, you're getting hired? And then I kind of look at Hugo and Felicity, I'm like, you guys... You can do suits. I'm not feeling suits. We could go to miscellany or somewhere else. Wanted to go there so bad. Yeah, kind of hang out. Guy. I am not a suit guy. We're I not really suit people. Mr. Rashad. You'd look great in a suit, Hugo. Particularly a forest green. Ooh. Mm. I think a forest green would look very good on you. Aiden is like, yeah, maybe with like some herringbone. 
Oh, that's good. And she, that's good. she like looks at, at Lonnie like, I'm on your level. Like, I, I know. I, 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 I. <laughs> see, see, he looks at her for a second and he's like, what on earth would look good on you? And he's like, he's like doing like the calculations in his head, but something's yeah. not clicking. He's like, you're very hard to place. I get that a lot. Huh. Well, we'll see what the atelier has to say. You guys head off to the fancy sir, which I want to end on. So we'll do miscellany real quick right now with the other three of you. Raven looks very quickly, longingly <laughs> at them going to miscellany because she really wanted to go too. <laughs> Hi, Raven! <laughs> but she's really. Miss Eugenia, you can do whatever you want. I don't want to pull your arm on anything. She's convinced on the suits, but she looks like, oh man. Here's the thing, right? You've been to miscellany. You yeah. go there all the time. Like, it's not like you're missing out by not going today. She just wanted like, to. Yeah. She loves that store. But yeah, she'll, she'll the go to the suit. time place. you had a chance to enter the fancy sir. Right, you've never been there. So. Yeah, she's never been inside. As you walk away, I look over at you, and I'm like, I'll tell him you said hi. I'll find you something cool. And I give you like a little peace sign, just like a little. Thanks. Yeah, so when you guys get to miscellany, it uh, immediately smells like coffee when you get in there. And like some sort of sugared sweet pastry that's being baked in like a back room. There's a, a small case with like muffins and croissants and things like near the cashier at the front. And then past that are the aisles of like books and magazines and whatnot. And then like the front where the glass pane of the storefront is, is where they have all these like clothes, but it's all thrifted stuff. So things that are like donated, there's no like consistent style to it or anything like that. And uh, there's actually a, a loft section. So like once you go in, you can take some stairs up to the second floor area where there's more books and like a little reading area and things like that. And on the, at least at the, like the front area is a, uh, a younger looking guy. And he, he's actually on his phone. He's got very thick, but like well-trimmed beard, just sort of like gelled hair. He's, I don't want to say he's like a little overweight, but he's not muscular either. He's just kind of like bigger. Um, Dad bod. A little, yeah. But it's like college dad bod, like mm-hmm. those guys who are just like, they actually are just thicker bones than other people. Yes. It's like mesomorph or whatever those like different body scales are. But yeah, so he, he's just like watching some video on his phone and he's wearing like a, like a <laughs> it's like a monster energy shirt. <laughs> Hello. Hey, how's it hey. going? I'm good. Welcome to Miscellany. Uh, here for the food, the clothes, the books. Um, I would like one coffee, please. Coming right up. So he starts to make you your coffee, and like as he's doing it around, he's like, anything for you two? I'm here for the books. Um, gotcha. Right upstairs. And he, he calls, and he says, uh, Mira, you got one coming. And from like this couch that's like up against the railing, this like head pops up, and there is this like intensely freckled girl. She's got it's almost like Felicity's hair. It's just a little less tightly curled, but it is, uh, it's a deeper auburn. She just pops up very excitedly. She, oh boy. You see her like go to the upstairs part of like the thing and do that like slide down the ladder and like do a little skip hop at the bottom. And she says, welcome to miscellany. What can I get you? Out of character question. How old is she? She is... 23. I think Felicity might be in love. (laughs) (laughs) 
Chip it. I love it. Yes, Felicity. Get it. Uh, <laughs> Wait, yeah. can we, is this something that we can discernibly see on Felicity's face? Yeah, what is like, Felicity doing? Uh, she's just like, I'm ready. like real big. Yeah. I, I look over and I nudge Felicity and I'm like, she's got so many interests in books. I love um, books. Hugo and I, we can handle it. We talk about books amongst, our, amongst ourselves, but Felicity, she's got some questions. Mira like rushes over. Oh my gosh, I love books too. Come on, I'll show you. And Let's she go. like spins around and they like rush upstairs to the upstairs book section. And she's got like a little cart that's like on wheels with like some books on the bottom. It's for like when they need to put things away after someone has like taken a book, flipped through it and set it down somewhere it shouldn't be or whatever. And so she just starts like drilling you for information. She's like, what's Listen, your favorite series? Like, Tell me everything about all of the books that you like. Yeah, and so she goes, she's like, oh my gosh, I'm reading this other novel over here. And she like, just like starts taking things down, flipping through them. And she's what like, I intended. She's showing you like the chapter pictures and some of them. She's just like, I know these, like a lot of books don't have pictures because it's like, yeah, you're not supposed to have pictures of books anymore. But look at this one. And she's like showing you like little like illustrations in black and white on like a paperback novel for the, uh, the chapter top. She's just super excited to see you and talk about books. Sweet. I... I'm going to ask her if she has any books on supernatural things. Okay. What are Ghosty and Tom doing? I think they're downstairs. Is, there, is it just clothes that they sell used? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, there's used books, too. Okay. Um, it's sort of a thrift everything and coffee shop. So, like, the books are all donated. The clothes are donated. Cool. They have some things that they order for the books, but it's just, like, whatever's popular at the time so they can, like, turn a profit. I think they're trying to get a croissant. Like steal one from the from the, the thing? Yeah, they don't see it as like they just want to eat one. They're not like trying to take yeah. it. Like they just okay. want to eat it. So they're trying to they've never had a croissant before. Uh, they're trying to get a croissant. They've left me they've left me alone for a little while. Gotcha. I like it. Yeah. So you say like books on supernatural and she's like, Oh yeah, uh I'll look right over here and she like takes you to like the fiction section and just starts like pulling off a few suggestions she's like this one's called song of the ocean or you know whatever it's just like <laughs> all fantasy book names and she she takes one down and she says oh i really like this one and it's a uh it's like a book of like irish folk tales and she hands that to you i just like learning about where i come from you know and her eyes like are bright green and you notice that for the first time that's where I, that's me too. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think at this point, like, Ghosty and Tom arrive and they have a croissant that they're carrying between the two of them. <laughs> Perfect. Teamwork. And, yeah, they scurry over uh, and just like plop down at your feet and they're like nibbling on the croissant. And you see her eyes just do a quick dart down and back up. What'd you look at? <laughs> Huh? Oh, nothing. Just a... Okay. I, I like what your your outfit's cute. Your, your outfit's cute, too. Mira is in, like, like a paisley, one of those peasant blouses with, like, the low scoop neck collar, and then it's, like, all frilled lace on the top. She's like, uh, so yeah, uh, what books are you looking for, then? I can set you up. Um, you know, I do really like this one. The, the Irish uh, mm -hmm. folklore book that she gave me. I think... I think I want to look into this one a little bit more. Well, uh, it was nice to meet you. 
she turns to leave. She says, I told you I was Mira, right? Felicity, that's me. Felicity what? Starnbrook? Nice to meet you, Felicity Starnbrook. And turns and goes to, like, putting things on the, on the bookshelf. I am going to send Ghosty over to try okay. to see if she, she could catch a little glimpse of him again. Just to, just to kind of confirm what I thought that I saw before. If she's fixing books, he's going to, like, waddle his way across the top of the bookshelf. What does he do? You know what he's going to do? She's going to start fixing the books, and then he's going to mess one up that she had Like, just push fixed. one off? Push one off yeah. the shelf or whatever? Yep. Okay. When he pushes it off, she catches it without looking at it, picks it up, looks, and very quietly, she says, All right, little one, let's behave now. Pushes the book into the into the shelf, which kind of knocks Ghosty off of it. <laughs> like, All yeah, right, he, I'm gonna call him back to me. Yeah, and he he rushes back. I don't even know what to do now. Yeah. <laughs> Felicity is just shocked. She's yeah, not I, reading her book at all. She's, she's just standing she's, there in awe, like, open, but like just watching her. Meanwhile, down at the bottom, the guy with the beard says, uh, "Coffee's up." Puts that on the oh, thing. Oh yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I sort of look over at Hugo. I was like, as I kind of nudged Felicity towards Mira, I like. There's like a moment when you catch Beth and just kind of looking at them. She looks kind of almost like wistful as they sort of like get like this giddy excitement as they run upstairs together. Yeah, this like instant connection. And she's just like she looks at you. She's like, I can. If you want to start with the books? I can grab a drink for Felicity. Although like. Don't want to bother them in case they're doing some intense romantic book reading. That's stupid. And she grabs the coffee and she like climbs up the ladder with what, like trying to like balance yep. it. Hugo, what are you looking for in miscellany? Nothing specific. He's just he likes to look through the books that are there to see if there's anything that the library slash museum could use. Okay. When you go into like the back section of the, the like bookshelves in the first floor. You're looking through things and you pick up old books with like bindings and things. There's this uh, this old woman just sitting in a chair in the back writing something. It's like a folded piece of paper. And she says, uh, nothing new since the last time you were here. I have to check every now and then. And does he recognize that old woman at all? Yeah, you know this woman is Granny Jones. You don't know her first name, but because everyone just calls her Granny. But she... Uh, she says, thirsty for knowledge. That's admirable. It'll get you far. Could get you too far. Always the kidder, Granny. Always the kidder. That's it. She's just noticing you were here and telling you they don't have anything, anything you'd be interested in. Mm. I think that pretty much sums it up. Unless you want to do anything here, Bethany. Are you going to talk to yeah. Doug? She says hi to Doug. I think that they, she's got terms. Like, she's okay with Doug. She makes small talk for about, like, 30 seconds total, the way Bethany's, like, very politely does. And then she actually heads to a section that's probably dusty and unused, which is the any section on biblical works or religion. But she she pulls out any sort of, like, maybe either, like, probably not the Bible as a whole, but anything that's more of, like, an annotation or an annotative kind of addition on the Bible or something that's more of a critique of it. And she starts going to the index. She starts looking up divine beings and she looks for angels and demons. She starts looking for mm. 
pictures, depictions, what they've said about them in the past, both angels and demons, she's, both things are curious. The side that she grabs, like, as she's walking over, she, like, passes through, like, the distant culture section that every, like, bookstore has for some reason. She, yeah. like, grabs, like, the Japanese mythology and lore off the mm-hmm. And she just, like, puts that, <laughs> like, takes it over. She starts opening both. She starts doing Cornell notes, which is, like, the notation that you are expected to have throughout all of college. And she's, she's done a lot of late nights, so she's used to this kind of... She knows that Hugo has all the info on, like, Kitsons and stuff, but she starts looking for that. And she starts looking for things like, what, what was... What are angels? Like, she wasn't raised super religious. Mm-hmm. She probably sees that picture of, like, the spinning wheels with all the eyes on them, and she's like, fuck, that's so much cooler than a regular human. Yeah. You you look up, and it's, it's you know, it's a text on just, like, I actually have this text. It's called Angels and Demons. And it's, like, <laughs> it's just a book that goes over, like, different mythologies and stuff. And it talks about, like, the seraphim and, you know, the principalities and like all the different categories of angels that have been talked about throughout history and how none of them really sound human at all they're all like weird amalgamations of beasts and some of them are just huge wheels with eyes covering them and you know like yeah and then when you like look at you know the demon section it talks about different names for demons and and different like religious interpretations for like uh, how many religions actually believe in demons, how many of them see them as like a thing of the past and like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's like a section on exorcisms that you jot down. And it's like, talks about salt being important. Go ahead and roll investigate a mystery. I think she's a plus nothing intelligence. I don't think it hinders her. Seven, so it's a big success. Yeah, let me see what kind of questions they have. I want to do something along the lines of, what was it going to do? And her intention is, Finding out in the the bluntest sense of if there were to be angels and demons on this earth, especially after meeting people like Damien, who are neutral to her, they seem very neutral in their intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe if chaotic and maybe if like evil, but not evil directly towards human nature, and they don't seem to be tempting her towards anything. Yeah. But, but what is the plan? Like, what is every text talks about this divine great plan? She's like, what? I need to know what it is. So from this text, which has a very Western slant on it, it talks about how the angels' jobs involve things like protecting people, as like guardian angels. And then there's like, these angels exist to praise God, right? They, they talk about like, that's their job. They just sit around praising God all the time. There are other angels where it's like, these are the messengers. They send messengers to God's people, blah, blah, blah. And then there are others where it's like, these angels deal with the ushering of souls into the heavenly kingdom and then that sort of thing. So it just talks about like basic, you know, Western tenets on what angels are. It doesn't talk about them living on earth the way Aiden seems to be doing. And it doesn't talk about them just being like people. They're described in some cases as just like the ideas and the thoughts of the divine. Like they're not actually beings of themselves they exist for a momentary instant and then are gone and when it talks about demons it goes into the whole like lucifer and you know his sin of tempting man with the fruit of the tree and all this stuff mm-hmm. and like you know it goes into like different demon the you know like changelings and talks about like 
warlocks and you know witchcraft being a thing because again it's a very western slant yeah. on that sort of thing i mean it doesn't talk about slime bottles the way damien yeah <laughs> it doesn't say that devils are obsessed with getting stuff it always talks about like wanting to like tempt and and take the souls of mankind for their own yeah uh, Bethany starts uh yeah she takes notes uh she starts drawing conclusions from all of this okay <laughs> hypotheses. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. She has no frame of reference, so she's just sort of writing down what she finds. I think we'll leave it there, like Bethany researching and sort of Felicity being smitten and <laughs> Hugo just sort of casually glancing around books. We jump back over to our other trio, Whitaker. Or actually, it's Quartet, because Aiden went with you. You guys walk into the Fancy Sir. And it has a smell of like polished wood and fancy bolts of cloth uh, about it. <laughs> you there's can some... smell the high thread count. Yeah. <laughs> there are some like maid suits that are just sort of like on display. And then there are like suits that are either being worked on or they're on display to show like this is adjustable. We will tailor this part of the suit for you, blah, blah, blah. Excellent. Uh, there's drawers that you can pull out that have ties and pocket squares and things in them. There's a, uh, a rack with, like, undershirts, like, just button-up dress shirts and things. And, and while the place is called The Fancy Sir, like, they have, like, women's business suits and, and for men also. And behind the counter is a, uh, a guy who has sort of a, a mild tan... He's a white guy with a tan. He clearly is working to keep it up. And he's got a very tight shaved hair, uh, just a little on top, you know, and so it's not like buzzed shaved, but just like a little. And he's got like an apron and he's like measuring some cloth and like cutting it on the counter when you come in. Does he react at all to us coming in or is he pretty focused on his good, good work? He doesn't look up, but he, he does say, be with you in a moment. And, but because he, he's like doing like a cut and he doesn't want to like stop oh, yeah, sure. in the middle of that. Legitimate. I start looking around at the different fabrics, trying to like reason in my mind what on earth to put Damien in. Damien, who has changed now again for like the third time today, he looks like a Feelin' 22 model. <laughs> all right, all right that's, that's a good start. He's, he's got that like perfectly windswept hair, basically. <laughs> <laughs> It'll have to be some sort of gray. Because that's the only thing that looks good with literally anyone. I mean, Whitaker's suit is black, so there's that. But I mean, he's got he's got a couple different ones. <laughs> <laughs> Getting defensive with the suits. Because he doesn't want to sh- look like he's shown up to like a, a black tie event. If they're dark, they usually have some like tone on tone pattern in there. Mm. It's like a plaid, but a really subtle plaid because it's just like mm-hmm. a slight change in the thread color. And gray is nice because it's more casual. The man at the counter looks up, he sees you, Lonnie, and and he sees the others, like, come in, but he pays attention to you, because he feels like, what are they doing here? Kids coming with their dad to pick him out, like, a birthday present, like a new tailored suit. Anything in particular you're looking for? Looking for business suit for each of them. Nothing too flashy. Something within a formal business dress code. He, like, sets his scissors down, folds his arms, and, like, puts his hand over his mouth, like, looking at the group you've brought in, because you'll recall what Damien is wearing. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
and Raven being who she is and just Aiden looking like the most basic gap model ever. (laughs) (laughs) For all of them, huh? For all of them, yes. Okay. Come over here. I'll take your measurements. Nice. Aiden doesn't hesitate. She just walks over. So he starts like measuring her like sleeve and her, you know, outside pant seam and stuff. While Aiden's getting measured, Whitaker is going to bring Damien and and Raven, I guess, over to the various ties. <laughs> There's pretty tight limitations on what sort of colors and patterns you can have for the suit fabric. But for ties, it's a little more open. So um, feel free to get creative. <laughs> he sort of pulls out like a dull raspberry for Raven and like holds it up. It's a little more Bethany's color. <laughs> Puts it back. <laughs> uh, and he's just kind of going through a couple different patterns paisleys and things like that do you guys have any ideas of what sort of things damien grabs a green one mm-hmm. he grabs totally. three different green ones that he sees yeah they're all pretty appropriate yeah raven's nice. looking at like really dark blue and like a like a burgundy i don't know charcoal gray. she's just looking at like the muted colors pretty dark Nothing with the warm tone. I think you you rest in cold tones. I think keep it with the blues, the icy grays. She slowly puts the like cream. the burgundy one back. You know, if we're getting a dark color for you know cream. So it goes for like a really dark blue tinted purple. Holds it up like eh. I like it. I like it. It's good stuff. He gets her like sort of a, a complimentary pocket square with it. Raven was very uncomfortable. And now that she's like picking out tie colors and has a little yeah. tight, like square Some stuff, it's kind of like, okay, um, this is fun. Next step, and um, I know Bethany already sort of went over this, you do need a cologne. <laughs> he brings over some of the sample colognes and stuff like that. And this is like, they're not like those nasty, smelly colognes, right? This is high end. This is like leather and almonds and like the sort of like that dark cherry scent you sometimes get on some mm-hmm. of them. And he's just kind of like walking you through different aspects of cologne perfume. What is Whitaker's scent? Uh, his scent, it is a leather, it is sort of like a leather working scent. And he explains sort of the science of, of perfumes <laughs> with this one. The uh-huh. fun part, perfumes are made of like multiple different chemicals. Some of them are lighter molecules, smaller molecules that evaporate really fast and those are the ones you smell first that's like the initial scent and then there are the heavy molecules that make up the undertones of any sort of perfume and as you wear a perfume for long periods of time the smell sort of like evolves a bit so his current one is you know on top it's all like leather tanning sort of stuff but as it goes down it gets slightly more bitter slightly more chocolatey scent it's a very sultry sort of smell yeah nice. and that's his so that's his explanation as you guys are staring at basically clear bottles of liquid because uh, that but in like, a British accent yeah was, there's yeah. there's no indication via color like what something is going to smell like you just kind of have to like use little cards and like guess like they have scent notes but they're all names like number one Number two. Yeah, number yeah, yeah, three. yeah, yeah. <laughs> or they're like uh, some Italian name and then a number after that. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You finish with that explanation. You turn around to check. And the guy who's like measuring Aiden, you don't know his name, but he's clearly the guy who works here. And Aiden are just like laughing. They're just like, you know, like she's clearly charmed him the way she Aww. tends to do. And uh, he says, uh, okay, yeah. Uh, who's next? Uh, I don't want anything that smells like brimstone or sulfur. Mr. Edgecrest, I guarantee, I guarantee you, 
you will not find that anywhere in this mall. <laughs> okay, good. Damien, you already have kind of an interesting scent that is always subtly there anyway. It's that, like, wood smoke, but from a, a piece of wood that is, like, wet. So very, very smoky and almost a little briny. Ooh, we can work with that. He offers a sort of, like, cedar wood kind of scent to sort of, like, complements it, but also, you know, it, it mixes. It mixes with it. What's Raven's? She more of a citrusy kind of thing. She earthy. She uh, she's spicy. Probably more earthy. I mean, sandalwood is like the go-to for a good earthy. Sandalwood and rosewood. This one is a little bit more out there. You won't you won't see it in many different colognes, but this one has kind of a frankincense vibe to it. Mm. It's a li- it's a little bitter. Like when you smell it, it's a little bitter. It's a little off-putting, but there's something kind of interesting about it and. Lonnie does explain, this is one of those things that um, on initial scent has kind of a, a certain ring to it, but as time goes on, it sort of sinks into the skin a little more and it unwraps those sweeter notes. Raven's very into it. She's like, I, I am stoled. Nice. That sounds awesome. Frankincense for, for Raven. Love that. Just a little bit bitter, like she is. There's a scent called vetiver. It sounds awesome. It apparently is described as having a candied ginger-like aroma. Oh my god. That's kind of cool. So we'll switch to that one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it's a perfume, it can have multiple things. It could yeah. be frankincense well, and vetiver. I think that would be perfect for Raven. Now we also have to talk about shoes. How are we feeling about shoes? I think Raven is immediately drawn to, like, the women's shoes that look like men's dress shoes, like the fancy ones. Yes. So they've got, like, a little bit more of a heel, and they're a little more feminine, but they have that, like, the fancy, like, scallops and stuff and design on them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I want to wear heels like Olivia Eastie wore. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that's actually a very... A very solid choice for you. <laughs> yeah, it's a good agent outfit because you can use the heel as a weapon. It's not in the code, but yes, I suppose technically you could. Damien's got some heels. Raven's got some mild heels. What else do we need? I can't decide if Raven's a pantsuit or like pencil skirt kind of person. What about hats? If you want a hat, you can have a hat. No fedoras. <laughs> and that's not, that's not an agency thing. That's a me thing. Absolutely not. My God. Uh, pop quiz. What shoes was Olivia Eastie wearing? I think she I had a very sensible pump. Damien is looking for a very sensible pump. <laughs> Good. Yeah, no, it's Olivia Eastie, like, she's not looking to trip down the halls of her organization. Mm. <laughs> well, I think Damien should go next, because he for sure needs a suit. The guy who, if you ask his name, he says, oh, I'm, I'm Walt. He says, uh, my dad's in back. Uh, when, we, when we start like, pulling out suits, I'll have him come out and give me a hand. Walt, do you have any uh, stretchy material? Uh, we do have some, some stretch blends, yeah. You looking to make a suit that stretches? I just... It's not really what we do here. It's sort of a, you know, we want it to fit you and not have to stretch. Yeah, yeah, under, understandable. I just... I don't always like watch you. my figure, you know, I want to make sure it'll, it'll He's stretch. working on gaining some muscle, so, you know, you know, when, it, when he starts to bulk up, it's like you want to make sure. 
almost subconsciously, Walt puts his hand down on his, like where his like belly's like not quite trim. <laughs> Don't I know it? Okay, yeah, we can get you something with a little stretch to it, uh, for sure. So he takes your measurements there, whatever that model's measurements were to Damien's best approximation. <laughs> yeah, just writes down Dorito. Yeah, <laughs> absolute wedge. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so then, Raven, do you bother getting measured, or you sort of, is that too much of a commitment? I think she'll get measured. If Aiden went for it, it's like, yeah, why not? I might as yeah. well get my measurements, you know, if they want to decide on actually buying the suit later, that's fine, but she'll get measured. She's got her ties, she's got her perfume, she's like, all right, I could, I could get used to this. He finishes measuring you, he brings out some basic color prints and things for you all to try on, and he'll ask if you'll please try one of the undershirts on, because those are just size, like, normal clothes, right? They don't, they can, they can tailor them, but, like, most of the time it's not important. Aiden goes, and she just grabs, like, a a white button-up blouse with, like, a flip-over collar to it it's one of those where it like it only buttons to a certain point and then it's like all about the the neckline mm. does damien get a green undershirt or <laughs> yeah we decided the green tie okay yep if you can get away with a green undershirt too i've no no if you get one of those like pale green ones mm. like sort of like a yeah. light almost like a mint you like know, a pistachio that, that yeah pistachio there we go yeah <laughs> the, the light green shirt and the dark green tie mm-hmm. oh, yeah. oh. Delicious. Whitaker's into it. What's your choice, Raven? I think she does. She Seems decides on the purple. There. She's still got like the the dark purple tie she's hanging on to, so she'll probably mm. go for kind of like a medium purple shirt, something that's lighter than the tie. I kind of like the idea of her having a very crisp white shirt, and then the the, the purple is like a dark dark pop. So like a really really light purple then. Maybe not white. Just barely lavender shirt. Very important for Damien. He's going to get himself a black briefcase to Ooh. carry around. That way, when he keeps pulling shit out of nowhere, it's coming from the case. It's almost a Mary Poppins kind of deal now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Aiden finds herself, because she picked the shirt that like doesn't have the high collar, she goes over to this like thing of like various ascots and scarves. Ooh, yes. Uh, and so she gets kind of a light coral scarf that she she throws on nice raven wants a vest oh raven's getting a vest this is this is this is not a question yeah i'm digging the the charcoal gray suit matching vest light light purple shirt dark purple tie whitaker does give you a brief how to tie the tie lesson and he's like if i see you doing a four in hand I'm going to slap you into next week we do full (laughs) windsors or half windsors or nothing all right yeah. Raven's never tied a tie before. <laughs> Aiden okay. will come over and, and tie your tie for you, Raven. It gets pretty easy once you get the hang of it. She's going to be YouTubing it later. Damien does it to be. just like Whitaker. Whitaker's a full Windsor kind of guy, which I find honestly easier than a four in hand. I don't really understand why that's the go-to for everyone. Windsor's simpler, symmetrical, and fills out the, the neck area as opposed to a four in hand, which just gets so narrow and, and it kind of tilts the whole thing to the side anyway those are yeah. emory opinions on ties those are emory I, opinions. there's been a lot of emory fashion in this episode and i love it aiden says to you i trust you to pick the rest of my thing out you've done a great job with raven 
Oh, man. The shoes that she took are like a leather strappy sandal with like a wedge heel. All right. All right. I don't know as much about women's clothing, but in terms of colors for what sort of fabric you're looking for, remind me, what's Aiden's like? What what, what are her undertones? She's warm toned, I think, because her hair is sort of that like brown with like Auburn. a little little flick of red in it. Yeah. She's kind of looking at like maybe like a light, light gray. Light gray is my go-to for anyone I can't yeah. place. So like that's, she, that might be really solid. It's that very basic look, right? Because that's her, her thing, is she yeah. looks like the models in the magazine in a way, or it's like, yeah, just anybody. Like, Yeah. But I think she goes no texture. No texture, just sort of a solid... Yeah, a solid tight knit. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Pretty good. Anything else she needs help picking out? I think she like looks over at like the rack. Skirt or slacks? I think from a purely fashion perspective, skirts are entirely superior, but um, the mobility of them tends to uh, range depending on how tight they are. For mobility, I'd go with slacks. Raven is kind of short and is self-conscious of how pencil skirts make her legs look even shorter, so she's going to go with like skinny <laughs> pants to try and make her legs look longer. Mm-hmm. I agree. What, 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 are, what are Aiden's legs like? Well, Aiden's like 5'8". She's just like average. God, I wish I was 5'8". <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'm thinking 5'8 is like average for like human beings. Like, sure, know. sure. Like, uh, she looks so nice she, in a skirt. And, and yeah. she's sort of thinking like, I'm never going to like wear this. So like she's not even sold on whether she's going to buy it or not. She's just like wants to dress up. So she pulls on like a very board meeting look, I think. It's a bit secretary on you, but I don't think that's a bad thing, honestly. I don't like to stand out, really. Well, <laughs> you, in this, you don't stand out perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> what a compliment. What a compliment. Is Agent Whitaker, like, dying a little inside? <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you mean you don't want to say anything with your fashion statement? <laughs> I hope Aiden takes it as a compliment, though. And it's just like... Thank you. Yeah. It's like, well, he, you know, he does kind of like, he wants clothes that work with the person wearing them because if he, mm-hmm. he knows in his heart of hearts, if he did try to get Aiden into something a little bolder, it would wear her, you know? <laughs> and, and also on like a, a slightly less fashion oriented level of thinking, like he probably doesn't want her to stand out either. Ooh, it's true. <laughs> it's true. You know, the less conspicuous she is, the better. Unless you guys have more suit talk you want to go over. I think we're done with that particular scene. Do you buy the suit, Raven? Uh, Eastie family is paying. Yeah. She's going to, like, keep confirming a couple more times that that she's not paying for it. She just needs to keep making sure because she cannot (laughs) afford anything in this store. She can't even buy herself the perfume. It is too much. Yeah, she's gonna, she'll say yes, she'll go for it. Okay. I think Aiden will also go for it, but she, she says, like, I would prefer to pay for my own. Are, are you sure? It's, uh, this is the fancy sir. It might be a little... <laughs> yeah, because yeah, as far Aiden... as you know, you, she works at a diner. <laughs> Aiden also doesn't have to buy food. I feel like well, there's a lot of expenses Aiden doesn't have. True. I mean, do you ask Aiden, like, are you sure? Like, he does, he's like, uh, are, you, are you sure? because uh, I, I can cover this. And she, like, fishes into her purse and takes out that black card again. I've had my bank account for 
a very long time. And hooray for interest rates. Lonnie just it just gives her kind of this long, long look. Sorry. I guess it might be rude to talk about my age. Nods again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she'll, uh, she'll yeah. pay for her stuff at the very least, if not someone else's. Or like maybe she she goes to like foot the whole bill, but you're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, no. Because he, like here's the thing, like, and this probably becomes pretty clear. It's like he's saying like, yeah, this is totally to entice you guys into the ECU agency. You know, think of all these great, uh, all the great bennies you could get from joining. Mm-hmm. But part of it's like from the way he talks about how the suit commands a presence and it points, like compositionally points uh, eyes up to your face. He genuinely just loves clothes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He likes other people being in, like, nice clothes that make them feel powerful. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Something he doesn't get to share with a lot of people. Yeah. As they're finishing, as you're leaving, right? Because everyone gets their suits. They pack it up. Walt and, and his father, Walter, come out. <laughs> it's Walter Jacoby and then Walt Jr. Jacoby. They God, I oh, God, I love the Jacobys. <laughs> <laughs> the Waltz. I can feel the mahogany radiating off of them. And when you show, like, your badge or whatever, right? Because you said, like, they have, like, a connection. Yeah, probably. Yeah. There's, like, an Eastie agency discount. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's an agency expense. Mm-hmm. Ah, for the Easties. Well, always happy to do business for them. So they get your, your things, I guess, ordered, right? When you go to a suit store, yeah. they, like, mail the finished thing to you, or you go pick it up afterwards, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. because yeah, yeah. they take your measurements, and then they have to do the cutting, and then yeah. you have to pick it yeah, up Yeah, so we'll, we'll walk out with our shoes and ties and stuff. Yes. So as you're, like, leaving that store, Aiden doesn't pull you aside, but, like, she addresses you specifically, Agent Whitaker. That was fun. I haven't really spent that much time on fashion for a while. Thanks for walking us through it. Thank you for humoring me. As much as it was a business venture, it's been a while since, you know, since I've been able to hang out with, uh, with people at a mall. Raven nudges him a little bit and like, you can say friends, it's okay. He shakes his head, he's like, I just like finding people's suits. Damien, you got anything to add? Damien is just enjoying his outfit and... He's just upset he doesn't have anything to pay for. So if there's any, like, tiny stores or vending machines or anything, mm-hmm. he just needs to pay for something. I think, like, y'all kind of reconvene back at where the bubble tea seating area was because <laughs> it's near the exit. And uh, Damien is, like, over paying for, like, a drink. It's, like, I don't know, whatever Damien's soda choice is. <laughs> what is it? Mountain Dew Crush or something like that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was that <laughs> You go to get the can, and you kind of crack it, and you're just absentmindedly like, I'm going to drink this soda. And when you bring it up to your lips, you see in, like, the, the glass of the vending machine where there are, like, the cans and snacks and things, mm. you kind of look for a second, you suddenly drop the can as this form comes into focus in the reflective glass. And she says, I didn't think I'd find you hanging around with her. Wrath is staring at you, Damien. And Aiden, who is like with the group, suddenly like looks over at you know you standing there with Azazel's form, and she's like, We need to leave. 
and her voice has like completely changed from how it normally it's got this like serious pitch to it and she actually like grabs felicity's hand like while this is happening she's like we have to get out of here and azazel takes a step forward towards you damien but her image leaves the reflection in the vending machine and reappears in the glass of a display case near a store you guys are in front of. And she looks at your group, catches Aiden's eye with hers, and grins and says to you all, So I was right. This is what you've been up to. And she regards some of the humans. I'd be careful with that one. She'll only disappoint you in the end. And Azazel's form shimmers out of the window, and Aiden is, like, hurting your hand a little bit, Felicity. She's grabbing it so hard. And you hear a scream and some, like, smoke pouring from, like, a, a hallway. And we see from a low angle dark paws that are almost look like they're made of charcoal and are, like, dripping little bits of black burned material almost like you'd taken a log you burned and dropped it. Like those little cinders and embers are coming off of this as it comes around the corner. And it is this wolf with like half of its face is kind of burned away to the skull, but like still enough that it's not just like a skull for a face. Its whole body is billowing smoke and there's like a a light in its eyes. It's that glowing cindery ember. As it continues to come out, you see a, a little like skittering form accompanying it. And it's this kind of small other creature, also black and smoking. The wolf regards all of you and then all the people and gives a long, like, and as it finishes that from its throat, fire starts to spread and emit from its chest and almost burn away its body. And it's this violent roaring fire that seems trapped and contained within its rib cage as it just stands there and the smoke continues to peel off it and bits of its form almost look as if they burn away and then smoke fills that spot and reforms to fill in the hole that it leaves in its body and you just hear laughter coming from all around you and that's where we're going to end okay then I had fun going to the mall with y'all uh, vicariously through our characters. <laughs> good I think we all needed that. Uh, Some good character moments. Good character moments, good character bonding. So uh, much bonding. Yeah. Bonding over candles. That's important. And now the pain will hurt even more. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Felicity has to save the love of her life. Oh.